Hello! Welcome to Quadrivia, everybody. This is the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm James Key, the trivia nerd. I'm Tipster, landlord and host at the Pinnacle Larder. Uh, I'm Corey with Third Degree, and you can fuck right off. <laughs> wow! Okay. That is a strong opening. <laughs> Welcome to the episode, everybody. Uh, two out of three of us are in a good mood tonight. Corey, what is going on? I thought we were leaning into the, the topic for the day. Already, no small talk, just dri- diving right in. Just straight in. <laughs> just like, I want to get in, out, done. Gonna go and I, just I spit on do it my first. ASMR after. Well, well, Corey, I mean, that's not the way you normally act, is it? <laughs> it? It depends on if there's a room full of people watching me do a job I'm paid to do or not. Well, I, we are still talking about trivia hosting, everybody. Yeah, uh, because I'll just... Uh, Reveal right now, we are talking about kind of the the host persona, what you become when you're up on stage or uh, at the corner of the bar or wherever you happen to be doing your trivia. Uh, You know, me being the trivia nerd and and Tipster doing his Antarctic broadcast and Corey apparently just anger. Being an asshole. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I, 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 is, is the third degree brand just built on being an asshole? Is that? It literally is. Okay. That's that's where the name came from. So, well, are, oh, you're, you're not the only person in third degree entertainment, are you? Uh, I am not. Although for a long time, and when the name was created, I was. Um, but no, I, I do have hosts that that work for me. And I'm still trying to get them to uh, get the whole asshole persona down, but they're they're doing all this right. Rem- it kind of reminds me of that restaurant, Dick's Last Resort, where <laughs> you go and they put paper hats on you with mean slogans on them, like like my daughter, she had one, and it said, "I wish I was adopted," and it's oh, just God. oh, <laughs> yeah, and that I've, was I've, tame. <laughs> I've heard of this. Oh my goodness. And yeah, isn't, there, which, it's, isn't there also a, a hot dog stand in Chicago that, that's like, they just like cuss you out the entire time? Like, what the fuck do I've you want? Only, All right, I got it. Move the fuck on. Like, yeah, I've only recently heard and seen that. And I, I forget what the name of it is. Yeah, because I, I know all of our had Chicago-based a, people. I think they had a, a season of a reality show on like... TLC or Discovery or something. Here, let me Google Mean Chicago Hot Dog Stand. <laughs> oh, there it is. The we- the Wiener's Circle. Is that it? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's such a good name, though. Yeah. Inside the Wiener Circle, Chicago's most foul-mouthed restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And, Wait, and so apparently, it... you're yeah, you're supposed to, like, give it right back to them. So it, it's all in good fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... My my trivia players actually suck at that part. They they're not so good at giving it back. That's kind of the problem with me is when I went to uh, one of my venues and like uh, the team, of course, that would be sitting right there next to the microphone booth, you know, just kept on just being, you know, just so acerbic and and just spitting, you know, mean words at me. Not necessarily like 
cruel, but just like piping up at everything. And eventually it got to the point where we actually, you know, smoothed it out. I mean, it, it was great. You know, you, you learn that they're not being mean spirited. Of course, if they are, you deal with that. But, uh, you know, he, he and I would uh, trade jabs. I'd get on the microphone because being with the microphone, I have a little bit more power to oh, it. Yeah. You know? And I can, you know, say, well, hey, get a load of this guy here, you know, and, and just we you know beat each other up. But uh, like you say, it's all in good fun. You, you like to have that give and take with an audience. And it sounds like you've taken it to an extreme uh, a little bit more where it's your actual persona. It's what you are. It's your brand. I thought you were just saying that I'm I'm just naturally an, an asshole, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, I, I am, but I I'm a lot tamer when I'm not hosting. So, yeah. Um, it's actually kind of funny because the trivia itself started off as part of the persona. You know, I'd uh, do like raunchy stuff and have uh, very risque uh, picture rounds and, you know, my audio rounds. Like I did one where I just took the word fuck from 10 different songs and I'd play the word fuck and they'd have to guess which song it was from. Just things like that. Um and the trivia itself has really kind of tamed out and become more of a a general normal trivia. But uh, I still open up the show by telling people how fucking dumb they are. I like when there's a, a new team that'll sit at the table nearest to where I'm set up, like people who've never been there before. Because I'll just I'll grab I'll get the microphone, and as soon as it's time to start, I cut out the the music. It's just dead silent everyone in the room quiets down and i look at them you're a fucking moron for sitting there you know that right <laughs> and they just Boy, stare I... at me it's wow yeah. i mean i i figure i want people to know right off the bat though that there's going to be swearing there's going to be good-natured ribbing um so i i try to be a little more uh, powerful in the beginning just to kind of get that point across and let them uh, acclimate to it. So so trial by fire to get them going so they know what to expect. Exactly. Have, have you ever had anybody at that point just get up and walk out? Or like, has it always I, been, I'm just going to... I have not. I've never had somebody leave because I'm swearing or talking shit or anything. Um, do they do, do they move though? Do they like when you berate them for sitting there? Do they m get up and move or is uh, it not? Just, like... Not for that reason. I have had teams where there was like um, older people sitting there because it's also right next to my speaker. Or I've seen people that have uh, hearing aid devices in, and I'll let them know beforehand. Hey, it's going to be really loud right here, and they'll move for that reason. Um, but no, I've never had somebody move because I talk shit to them. Okay. I have had, I have had old ladies go, oh, you, know, <laughs> you, you get the, you get the gasp and the wide eyed look around every now and then. But it's fun when you, when you get that like old lady after work group that comes in you and we're talking like 60, 70 year old ladies, just a, a table full of Q-tips and they are not ready for it. But then by the end of it, they're just laughing every, it's. I love it. Is your venue always 21 and over? Um, 
Not all of them. Most of them aren't. <laughs> oh. The ones that aren't, uh, the rule is basically best judgment. Um, I, I keep it fairly appropriate if there's kids around. But if there's no kids around, then it's, you know, take off the gloves. Huh. I, I've got, yeah, it's sort of an unrelated problem. Every once in a while, I'll get uh, a slightly risque question sent to me that uh, I just, you know, it's part of my game that uh, I get. And there are kids at this, it's a pizzeria. Sure, there's a bar on one side, but we're just on the, you know, the other side of the room. And it's like, boy, I don't know how much I want to read this question out loud to people. So uh, that that, mm, that can be a little iffy here and there. Has that ever happened to you where you've had a question that's maybe been too offensive for the room or or that a, a parent has said anything to you about something? Not uh, to the point where somebody has said something to me about it. There have very infrequently uh, been situations where I was a little bit uncomfortable uh, doing it, but I, I kind of lean into it. Um, usually it'll be with the audio round uh, because the questions I write, I will look through them and make sure they're venue appropriate. And the audio round, I don't always remember to, to change up or to edit. So I might be playing a portion of a song that, you know, just drops the F word over and over in the five to 15 seconds that I'm playing it. And I don't remember until we, I'm about to play that song. So if there's a team that has, you know, kids in it, I'll look over and I'll be like, hey, uh, this next clip has the fuck word. So if you want to like cover your kids' ears so they don't hear it, um, or I'll I'll just be a little more, uh, a little smoother, and I'll be like, "There's going to be some some uh, sensitive content coming up. If you want to send the kids to the bathroom right now, if not, that's on you. Uh, that makes you a bad parent, not me, a bad person." <laughs> And. See, so you're an asshole with heart of gold. You know, you have that little pang of guilt in you that's like, yeah. oh, I better let these kids know something's coming exactly. <laughs> that they've probably never, ever heard before in their entire innocent lives. <laughs> to totally never heard before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, yeah, I, I try to be appropriately inappropriate. And we also, we I draw a very strict line at, you know, hate speech and... And just blatantly inappropriate things are not allowed. It doesn't come out of my mouth and it does not come out of the mouths of my players. Um, so it, it's more about being more shock jock type style, uh, mm. just with language than content, so to speak. But Do you feel like you have to be a little bit more on your toes, like uh, almost like improv in a way? I mean, to be able to put up that front of being surly uh, and being able to give and take jabs back and forth. Do you, is that anything that you've ever like prepared for? Or is it just something that kind of comes naturally for you? No, it, it very much comes naturally. Um, I've always been interested in improv. I thought it would be a lot of fun, but never really took any steps to do it. But uh, yeah, no, I just, <sighs> I, I find anything that I think would actually get, uh, I don't know the right word here. Uh, anything that I think could actually upset me, 
if somebody said it to me, I just try to throw that out there first so that it uh, can't come from them. And then I'm kind of ready for the night, you know? Just beat them to the punch, basically. Yeah, yeah. Own it instead of getting hit by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I haven't... I've not really come across that brand of trivia host before, personally. So, you know, it's 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 one of those things where... I, I'm, we, we were talking about this on the last episode. The culture over here in the UK is very different from over in the US. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm not 100% certain how that would work over here. Like... I, I don't I I think you're in a very unique position <laughs> with that. I I think I think you you'd you'd have a hard time trying to do that kind of thing in a bar over here in the UK. Yeah, I, I genuinely I, do. I mean, granted the majority of my experience with the UK is through, you know, stereotypical representations in movies and TV shows. Um yeah. but I mean it just feels to me like y'all would be so much more open to that. Is it more so that trivia specifically isn't really the place for that? Or or I, why don't you think it would work? I don't know. I think it's because our humor is more self-deprecating rather than jabbing at each other, if you catch my drift. So if like I was we, like... We if if I was hosting a show over there, could I open up with, I know I'm a fat piece of shit, but at least I don't look like this guy. You know? Uh, it... I don't know. It depends. I, I, I reckon <laughs> it entirely depends on the crowd. Huh. But the the kind of crowds that I've been in would be like, did did they just, did I just do that? <laughs> like, did Did that just happen? Oh, this bloke's in for a thrashing, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, My apologies, oh. tipster, on that terrible. <laughs> I've Challenge had much accepted. Worse. I'll, I'll oh, start saving oh. up for the plane ticket now. You find me a bar. <laughs> oh my goodness! I I I haven't even hosted in a bar myself. I don't think I'd put my. No offense, Corey. But I don't think I'd put my prospective neck out on the line for you before myself, if you catch my drift. That's all right. I will. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... I would say that having the attitude, um, the persona, and being a little bit more aggressive has... I, I don't know why I'm not going to try to get into like the the psychological reasoning behind it, but it, it feels like it puts people a little more at ease. Um, okay. You know, people that haven't played trivia before, I'll see them come in and they just kind of look nervous. They don't know what to expect. They don't want to mm. look dumb in front of their friends because they don't know the answer to something. But then when the trivia host gets up there and like, the first words out of his mouth are, will you shut the fuck up? Like, it, they just kind of let out a breath and you see them loosen up. Um, and it, that's, it's doing the same thing for me. I mm. hate being the center of attention, which is so hard for people to believe because I keep putting myself in the fucking spotlight. <laughs> 
but I hate it. It's it's like I want to be out there, but then as soon as the light is on me, I'm like, well, nope, never mind. Don't want it. Um, <laughs> I get really bad stage fright. Mm. I've been doing this for five years now, and I'll go out there and a, a gig that I've had for five years, I'll still be in the car on the way there, nervous. Like, fuck, I have to go up there. People are going to be staring at me for two hours. I'm not feeling it. I don't want to do it. You know, I just get all anxious and nervous and I'm not in a good mood. And then I get up there and I stop being Corey and I'm just the guy who tells everyone they're a piece of shit. And yeah, it's just putting on a mask for two hours and getting myself through it. So it sounds like having this take charge persona uh, allows your audience to kind of give up that control, let you take on that authoritative role. And it actually sounds like it helps you because even though, it, you know, in a, in a strange way, it sounds like you've separated yourself slightly uh, into this uh, authoritative asshole guy and it helps you. It just kind of carries you along in the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Because it's not it's not me that's out there being an asshole either. It's, it's the trivia host being an asshole. And then they'll come mm. up to me afterwards. You know, people just talk to me and I'll be like, Oh, Hey, I'm so glad you came out. I hope you had a good time. And they're like, you're a lot, you're a lot nicer than we thought you'd be. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to be, I'd call you an asshole if I could, but I don't have the microphone and it's just weird. You know, it makes you... me Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Jim. Well, I was going to say, you know, it makes me wonder. We, we were talking about these restaurants where they berate you and people go there for that entertainment value. And it feels like, you know, I don't I don't know that that's a tapped market in trivia. Honestly, it could be something that you could take and embrace a lot more. And I know that it's not necessarily something like you said, your other hosts in your company haven't quite grasped that concept they don't you know feel like they're uh, uh wanting to get to that level but it, it almost would be kind of refreshing to have that as you know go to the most hateful trivia night of your <laughs> lives yeah i mean i that's that's what i want to do that's what i want to become um just a matter of convincing other people that they would enjoy it too but then you also get those people who enjoy it a little too much. And I'm like, uh, look, if if you're coming here specifically to get yelled at by me, I'm going to need you to join my OnlyFans because we pay. <laughs> you know, that costs a little bit extra, you know? Uh, yeah. So, some people enjoy it a little more than others. Do you, do you find you've had to, like, rein it in a bit when you're on uh, online? Or, you know, the fact that you haven't got a venue... Uh, manager kind of breathing down your neck do you uh, 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 you know the reins off as it were you know uh, I'm going to address both of those parts a little bit differently um, I've never felt like I had a venue manager you know breathing down my neck or uh, you know somebody that I had to appease uh, I've mm -hmm. gone I've gone into every venue being very upfront about it like hey you know, this is the the kind of trivia that we do. This is what you should expect. And that's just how it's going to be. Um, if you're hiring me, that's what you're going to get. And the, the places that do have younger kids. I mean, I, I do tame it down there. I'm not dropping the F-bombs all the time, but I am 
You know, I'm like, you know, you'll get more points if you answer shit correctly, right? Uh, you know, just, I, I'm still <laughs> ribbing them. I'm still giving them shit. It's just a little less swearing. But, yeah, I've I've never had a venue uh, manager ask me to tone it down. I've never felt like I needed to or like I was under a spotlight. But mm. online, uh, I think I'm... I, I still talk shit online. Uh, I, I've had comments about it. Like, ah, that's... Yeah, if you want trivia where they tell you you're stupid, go watch Corey's. But I, I definitely tone it down on there because I can't see how people are reacting. I can't see how it's landing. Um, a lot of my shtick is inching my toes closer to the line. And in a venue, you can tell where the line is. Online, I have no idea. You know, if I cross the line, people just turn it off. They don't they don't get a look on their face. I don't get a chance to walk up and be like, hey, I saw that I went a little too far there. I'm sorry, which which I've had happen twice mm. uh, where I felt like I needed to go apologize to someone afterwards. And in both cases, they were like, oh, no, we enjoyed it. It was something else made me look that way. I don't know if that was the truth or not, but I, I do watch for a line uh, and try to try to respect it. But you can't see that online. You can't see that on Twitch because you don't get the feedback you don't get the looks on their faces you don't hear the gasps or the chuckles um so yeah it's it's very reined in online so you talk about becoming this other person and i think that tipster probably takes that maybe to another level oh yeah because i don't uh, i don't even think you become another person do you uh well it's uh an interesting one, shall we say. Um, I, yeah, I am land penguin of this bar that's floating on an iceberg in the Antarctic Ocean. You know, it's, there's a lot of action, like there's a lot of world building and story that goes into the, the quiz that I write. Um, and, you know, it's all kind of a framing device more than anything for me. Um, and this persona of this penguin that hosts trivia is very much something that the penguin thing became a thing because I wanted to have a visual element of them of people watching the stream being able to see the host because to begin with it was a static screen with you know the bar in the background and the question would come up um and and that was kind of it and it worked it just missed that kind of interactivity and that kind of being able to react to things as they go along um so i i kind of went out there and went yeah this is a bar that is run by penguins and I am your host. Yes, I am also a penguin. No, I'm not related to any of them from Mary Poppins. Please stop asking. Uh, but do you know Happy Feet? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> I've already had to deal with this today on my stream, by the way. We are, we are literally recording this not an hour and a half after I finished my show. And it it came up a few times <laughs> um, to the point where it is kind of a running gag. And that's a lot of what I 
do is lean into those running gags. Much much like Corey's persona is the asshole who hosts trivia, I am a penguin who hosts trivia who is British and drinks tea, occasionally spills tea everywhere, um, and is very... I don't want to say self-deprecating, but kind of. Um, the first thing I will say to anybody before we get underway is lower your expectations. Um, and there's a big flashing screen that says that, that comes up um, as if, you know, me saying it wasn't enough. Um, and the whole character behind it is me trying to temper people and say, you know, relax. This is a relaxing trivia stream. I'm not here, like, the points don't matter. I'm not here to grill you or test you. We're here to have a bit of fun and answer some questions in the process. Like, it's not... If if you finish with a score of zero, I don't care as long as you had a good time. Um, and as long as you, you know, you're having fun with it, I'm having fun with it. Um... It's it's just kind of easing people into that um, that idea of this is not serious. It's not life or death. Um, but the other the other side of the host persona for me, and I know I'm monologuing here, um, but the other side of the host persona for me is it allows me to disconnect, and it allows me to distance myself from. Uh, how I present on stream, um, you know, Tipster the Penguin is not me in real life who works a nine to five job um, and, uh, you know, deals with real world stuff. Um, Tipster the Penguin is a penguin who hosts trivia, who is not, definitely not a professional. Please stop calling me that. Um, and it allows me to be a bit more confident in myself because when people turn around and jibe at what's going on, they're jibing at the host penguin and not me personally. If you catch my drift, it allows me to have that distancing between um, my work and myself as well. It's a protective layer between your personal psyche and and you know the character you've created yeah i mean i i would imagine yeah anybody that goes to uh you know your channel uh and sees <laughs> a penguin you know i mean that's that's right there you're just instantly at a place where you have to relax you know i mean going to you know disney world and seeing all the fantasy there Mm. You know, you, you, you're there to escape and that's kind of your penguin persona, I think is going to allow everybody to get that little extra bit of relaxation to say, ah, oh, you know what? This is a place where we're going to have fun. It's what it's yeah. made for, you know, even though it's trivia, Ooh, I, you know, I want to win, but you know what? Eh, I win, I lose, I have a good time. That's what we're here to do. And it's, it sounds like that you've got a, a pretty good peg on it. So I say but cheers to that. Penguin? Why a penguin? Okay, uh, there's a story behind this. Um, so I have a tendency to flail quite significantly when things are going wrong or something happens or 
um, that, that, you know, just wasn't expected. Um, I have been described as being able to move in ways that humans shouldn't. <laughs> and the only explanation for this is being free penguins in a trench coat. And therefore, I am a penguin. And I have my two other penguins with me. Uh, Iceberg Captain Waddles and General Rafters, who help kind of make the show happen um, in one way or another. Uh, Waddles is there pouring drinks and Rafters is is doing uh, tech. That's why they're very rarely seen. And Humphrey is kind of our accountant. Um, they're the third penguin who doesn't do that social media stuff. Um you know, I said I had really deep lore into this. Like, <laughs> I mean, you've got characters. You have jobs for these characters. So it's it's like you're your own little dungeon master in your weird little trivia Dungeons and Dragons. I know, world. right? <laughs> when you put it like that, but when you why put it like, a penguin? Why a penguin? It was an offhand comment comment that a friend made a fair few years ago whilst I was um, in the radio studio. But why penguins? Because, why penguins? Because that's... I'm fucking like, with you, dude. Okay. <laughs> you're like that... You're like Mindy from Animaniacs just keeping asking, why? Why? I mean, I was going more for the why male models, but nobody... I, nobody uh, was... Never mind. <laughs> He's he's doing a Zoolander thing. Don't worry. About it. Okay, uh, I've never seen it either. I just it's I'm gone over my head completely. <laughs> oh, I hate you both. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Zoolander isn't my kind of film. Um, the other kind of barrier of protection it provides for me is that I um, in normal meat space people life. Um, I do a job that, you know, it, it, it's, it gets a lot of hate. Are you a porn it star? It gets a lot of hate. Um, so I, do, I, I do journalism. Um, oh. and I have, I have hate mail. I have lots of hate mail because that's what happens when you're a journalist. So, um, whereas my attitude is kind of a mask that's more, um, I'm not going to be affected because I'm surrounding myself with hatred. Yours is just more literally an anonymous mask to keep you, to, to let you do what you want to do without, uh, you know, having to answer for anything or anyone else that you are. Am I reading that yeah. right? Kind of. Uh, it's more that obviously within within that job, people um, have very, very differing views on things. And when you make certain statements in that field that are, you know, regardless of how factually correct they are, um, it still causes problems. <laughs> You still get people who disagree with you and rather than having a dialogue about it, um, will argue with you and uh, drag your name through the mud basically everywhere. 
So what is the future for uh, Tipster, for the Pinnacle Larder, for Captain Pingu and Captain Mr. Pingu. Popper? Mr. Popper, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, the, the future is to kind of integrate it more into the tip. Like, I've... It's already kind of become this thing where I'm expanding the universe as I go. Um, you know, I've already sent um, rafters on a secret mission to grab uh, Broken Buzzer's karaoke machine and attempt to repair it. And then, unfortunately, um, you know, I used parts that I had lying around and... There just so happened to be parts from a time machine. Um, so we had we had a music round where, you know, bits of music from one decade got mashed up with bits of music from a decade in the future. And this really shouldn't be happening. And we need to put the time-space <laughs> continuum back together. And we need to put the jukebox back before Broken Buzzer finds out that I've nicked it. Like, it's... It's amazing the amount of story and world building you can do around a single trivia round and a well, single me, concept. Let me ask you this. And I I mean, maybe the the answer is already out there. I know that uh, you talk and, and spend a lot more time with, with Jason and some of the other uh, hosts out here. I don't know mm. a whole lot about you yet. Um, but it, is there a human behind Tipster? Will we ever see uh or know this human will uh there ever be trivia hosted by a uh human tipster or is this so, are you are you just really enjoying this you're leaning into it and this is uh who and what you're going to be and i'm not not implying that there needs to be anything different i don't want to uh, uh make you feel like that i'm just asking about the future so i've already been asked um, you know, do I want to present trivia in a live setting? And obviously, presenting trivia in a live setting, I can't really. <laughs> I mean, have... there are penguin onesies out there. There are, but at the same time, it still has my face on it. You know, like it's it's an interesting one. It's one that I've been pondering for a while, and the current situation is giving me a lot of time to think about it. Um. And I, you know, if I were to do it live, then I'd have to. I'd have to ditch the persona. I'd have to kind of rethink how I do things. Um, and that's a big step for me. Um, you know, I'm very comfortable in the online space at the moment because I have full control of my environment and how I'm presented. Um I, I have a lot of flexibility in what I'm able to do. In that um, situation, in, in the instance that you do uh, a live venue, a live uh, hosting gig, would it yeah. be connected to Tipster? Or would Tipster be some stranger that's a Penguin hosting trivia online and Sherlock Fleming is hosting trivia in this bar here? It would It would have to be... Uh, it would essentially have to be another persona I have to come up with. So nobody would in... know that the, the live host here is also a penguin online. 
Um, yeah, the, I mean, they could be related, but it's okay. it's it's one that I've given a little bit of thought to, um, and the the idea being that I, as a host, I will probably never use my my real name because um yeah that that that's likely to cause problems later down the you, line you can always take the same avenues that people like you know, sia or daft punk have taken you know i mean Mickey no Mouse. one no one really knows what they look like necessarily it could be something where you could costume yourself up if you wanted to i mean and and you know using a, a pseudonym uh, sounds like a, a fine idea, and mm. I, I realize that this is not even on your radar, really. We're just kind of all speculating about it, but, you know, it's fun to think about where, you know, you might be able to, well, spread your wings and not fly because you're a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> spread but, your wings and waddle, tipster. <laughs> yes, spread my wings and waddle and look like an airplane menacingly. <laughs> make make a sound with your beak. Um. I like I did get genuinely into it at one point to the point where I was looking into how much a penguin fur suit would cost. Oh um, my god. Yeah. And what's the answer? Uh too much for my pay grade. I was going to yeah, those things are like <laughs> those four things digit are expensive. prices. They're really well made though, but they are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um and I I know that's um some people in the in the furry community around where i live um you know and it's you know so i I had to talk to them as well and went you know is like is this a reasonable price and yeah yeah no it's not it's not viable unless you know it does take wings and take off uh and so i am kind of stuck in this rut where I'm definitely going to have to present myself physically as I am. Um, but um, I I still want that separation between myself and the, 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 the persona hosting. Um, and I, I, it's also thinking about the gimmicks that would work live as well, right? A lot of the memes and shtick and gimmicks that I have uh, online wouldn't necessarily work in a live setting. Turning around and going lower your expectations while people walk in the door, <laughs> you might you may have the manager just kind of raise their <laughs> eyebrow at you. <laughs> you know, I um, I got I distracted myself a little bit here <laughs> trying to look up penguin fursuits. Oh my um, goodness! Why? Oh no! Well, oh no! I, oh no! I I wasn't able to find anything. The only the only one I found was an was an Etsy site, and they're they're sold out. But uh, also, it would be I, ridiculously warm in a bar in a packed bar, wearing a even just the head. Right. It would be like, and I'd have to have a headset microphone. Because there's no way it would pick up sound through sound through 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 the the head. So well, it it got me thinking about something a little bit different though, and and this is really not the the place to have this discussion. 
Um, I'm just going to throw it out there as something to think about. And maybe maybe a listener uh, will know and be able to write in and and tell us. Um, but the, I know that the, the furry community is very much, you know, they are a community. And, and yeah. a lot of them take it very seriously and, and defend it. Um, would it be seen as like a appropriation or or rude or whatever for you to get a fursuit um, to use? Or, you know, is there a differentiation? Like, a, is there a clear line between a fursuit and a mascot outfit, for example? I guess um, there is. Uh, like, I I would assume... That it's more as a kind of mascot than as a fursona, as yeah. it were. Um, I myself do not identify as a furry. Just saying that now, <laughs> up front. Um, I, I, I am, I, I am aware that I emote traits of a penguin on a lot of occasions. Um, particularly cartoon penguins, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, it, it's not something for, it, it's not the kind of thing I'm personally into. And I'm not trying to rag on anybody who is. No, I don't, like, I don't think anybody no, thinks no. that you are either. Um, so yeah, it would be more in a mascot kind of capacity if I was going to do that. Um, but at the same time, the the practical the practicalities of it are just not there. <laughs> you know, James. James, did you wake up this morning thinking I'm going to have to uh, follow somebody explicitly explaining that they are not a penguin furry? Uh, it didn't <laughs> cross my mind. But then again, I know that when I come into these recording sessions, that anything goes. And no, it's right out the window. <laughs> time and time again. Yeah, and again and again. Well, do you so? Uh, do you yeah, have any more ahead. questions for Tipster? I, I feel like we covered, you know, we covered the how, the what's coming next. Tipster, is there anything else that tell us an interesting story about being a penguin? Well, a lot of it is um, kind of a, we have a few running gags. Uh, anytime polar bears come up. Um, you know, everybody... how often do polar bears come up in trivia? <laughs> well, I suppose uh, if you be... live in, you know, the pinnacle larder, uh, probably um, pretty often. There, there's there's a few running gags, yeah, and polar bears are one of them um, because even though they've never met, penguins are definitely afraid of polar bears. Um, so you know. The, the one that's on the front of Fox's Glacier Mints or Ice Gems, like, occasionally we, we will we will curse their name. Um, uh, it, it's, it's just kind of weaving little things like that into the narrative. Um, and sometimes, and a lot of the time, actually, it's stuff that people say in chat as a response, as a as an offhand comment and it's just like yeah no do you know what we're taking that we're running with it um a lot of the world building isn't just myself it's a lot of my community as well um like if people come up with ideas i will try and find a way to wedge that idea in there somehow you know i thought i was ready 
to, to throw it over to the trivia nerd, but I realized I have two more questions for you, Tipster. <laughs> Go ahead. First, I want to know, how do uh, Skipper, Rico, Kowalski, and Private feel about Coca-Cola? Uh, that it is a sign of... Um, it's the worst form of post-capitalism, and they want to explode it. Because they use polar bears in their marketing or just just in general oh just in general (laughs) i can totally see i can totally see the penguins from i can totally see the penguins from madagascar like doing a sting operation or heist on coca-cola um uh if if that hasn't been done as a fan movie already It will be at some point, I guarantee you, now, now that the, the idea is out there. The fact that you were able to immediately connect those names to Madagascar, too, makes me a little bit happier. Um, I am fairly flu at this point, because people you have know compared them very me to well. every movie penguin and film and TV penguin going, I'm Do they fairly the fluent often? in them. Uh, on occasion, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, staying in the Madagascar theme, I assume you've seen the video of Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin? Penguins? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Uh, I'm very have... familiar with I'm very familiar with Bendy Batch Cuddlepuff, and I'd prefer it if he didn't, you know, mispronounce <laughs> uh, my species. So what are the odds of you uh, getting him as a guest on your show then? <laughs> Zero, zero. Like, oh. If 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 they turned around and asked, yes, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. But lower your expectations. Oh, all right. Yeah, try to uh, segue into that. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so... speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, <laughs> James. Hey, yeah. You know a lot about things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this whole persona of mine, the trivia nerd, actually um, kind of, it just kind of happened uh, simply because of the entire Trivia Writers Co-op really pushing me to be an independent agent of trivia, to go out on my own and be my own man. And I was like, well, I got to be... I got to have something. I got to be somebody or have some kind of a branding. And all of my life, I have been whatever you'd want to call it, a nerd, a geek, a dork. Uh, and and I've decided that's what I have to embrace about myself. Take anything that might be negatively connotated with that, and I'm spinning it into positive. And honestly, the reason that I chose the Trivia Nerd over any of the other names is because all of the social media addresses and websites for the Trivia Nerd were free and clear, so I snapped them up. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's really about it. Uh, Now, uh, I have taken that and tried to, you know, push it a little bit further. I was like, I need to have a logo, so actually a friend of... Uh, Jason's uh, was able to provide me with a logo and then uh, parlayed that into some business cards. So now I, it's like, hey, I'm a grown-up now. I have business cards that I can hand to people. That's something. Uh, so 
The most, though, that I have done with the Persona, I mean, you all, I mean, you've got the creative asshole and you've got the jolly penguin. And here, <laughs> all you know, you want to know what I've done? I've bought some basically theater glasses off of Amazon for six bucks and I put them on for my weekly show. Boom. That's me, the trivia nerd. But to be fair, even the smallest of props can, like, that's the thing. If if the glasses is your brand, that really that can really stand. It look it worked for the two Ronnies, like <laughs> it. Genuinely though, don't snub like the smallest props because they can they can make a brand. They can make a person. They can make a persona. You know, and, it, and it, yeah, I, I doing it for a weekly show. Uh, you know, if if I were to get, you know, that full uh, stereotypical white button down and pocket protector kind of a thing going, <laughs> you know what? I mean, maybe, but I, I almost feel like that would be, you know, becoming a chore more than it being uh, fun. But then again, if I were to get into the habit of doing it, it might just become, you know, it's like, oop, oop, time to get on the costume and, and go at it. Uh, it's, it's just not, it's something that I haven't done yet and being that i'm only at a handful of shows you know really right now just one that's live with five teams at it i i feel like i don't need to to put it on especially since i'm not really the independent guy when i'm there because i am working for a company uh, at that point but i am starting to at least say it just like i say it whenever i'm introducing myself during this show or at the closing you know i'm the trivia nerd so i start to at least say that at the uh, opening and closings of my shows as well i think also so the thing is it forms part of a ritual of getting yourself into the zone um this is something i, I believe we talked about a while ago when kind of dealing with burnout and things like that and um getting having that ritual of even just something as small as putting on glasses um fake glasses uh helps you differentiate it's go time you know by <laughs> by day you're do you mind if i use your real name no please go ahead i'm james key the trivia nerd yeah by day you're james key by night you are the trivia nerd you know it's it's that differentiation of and yeah if you add more to that routine and that ritual it does help that kind of distancing almost um which you know if you're dealing with something that's either very energetic or very you know if you're dealing with a rough crowd it really helps it's it's why i have you know rituals and routines when i go live when i stream like eating um, raw so, fish and going for a swim just really get into the persona I haven't really got into the habit of eating fish and chips before going like, like occasionally I will, but um, <laughs> purely by accident. But not raw fish. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually really not a fan of sushi. Um, Maybe just like a tin of of sardines or anchovies. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can taste all the salt. Oh. Genuinely, like. Sorry to derail this once yeah. again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, having those those kind of fake... So at the moment you're doing one venue, yeah? Yes, that's correct. Are you... like? 
what does the future hold for you? Are you looking to expand to more? Are you looking to kind of move to a, an independent brand? What, um, what? You know, a little of both. Uh, I mean, I already uh, do fundraisers, which have been just completely off the table for the past 12 plus months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never was able to, because uh, that's about the time that I really started to roll up the whole trivia nerd business model, if you will. Uh, and I was starting to hand out business cards and things like that and saying, you know, hey, you want a fundraiser, you know, give me a call or whatever. But I wasn't a character or anything. And I'm, and I'm trying to think if I want to be a full on character beyond just putting on glasses. Now, I do uh, dress, you know, slightly eccentrically when I'm hosting trivia just to try to stand out. It might be where I'm wearing a shirt with flamingos on it with a suit coat, you know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, well, that guy, you know, uh, I mean. What a nerd. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to, to try to stand out here and there where I can, you know, and, and then sometimes I just happen to go down in a, a button down shirt and slacks and it's like, you know, I've got the slightly prim and proper look to me and maybe, maybe I am exuding it without even realizing it. Uh, of course, you have in a nice summertime, tweed blazer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, my wife hates, I mean, I look at blazers and suit coats uh, <laughs> sometimes at thrift shops and I'm like, how about this one? And if it's not, you know, the dull gray or blue or black or whatever. She's like, eh, I don't think it'd look good in that, you know, but I want to grab those weird colors, those bright colors and, and have something in my repertoire that I can, you know, really enjoy and, and go out in. So is this persona strictly visual though, or when you're hosting, do you find yourself, you know, you kind of stand up a little bit straighter and uh, yeah. So the next question is like, <laughs> what, uh, is it um, visual or do you really kind of lean into it? How how much does it play into your actual presenting? Um, not a great, great deal, but um, I have had careers where starting off um, after I got out of like programming, quality assurance testing and, and things at a, a technical company, I went to a place where I would teach computer applications. I had never taught before. I wasn't strong in in speaking in front of people, and I realized that this is a topic that you all will be covering in a future show. But that kind of you know got me going. It got me a little bit more confidence and strength. Uh, after that job, I became a, a school teacher. I was teaching computers to pre-K through eighth graders. Um, I'm now back in an IT position where I'm a little less front-facing, but I've always really enjoyed imparting knowledge on people. So I you, you very much went from being a geek to a nerd. If, based <laughs> on the story, it sounds like I have. I mean, I, I, I embrace that completely. I think I've got uh, a little bit of all that. of it. Yeah, yeah. I've got it all uh, in, inside of me and There's on the outside. a little dork in there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and being able to impart knowledge, you know, as a, a nerd, you know, it's because you hear all these people, you know, stand up. Well, actually, you know, that's a little bit of me. I might ask a question. The, the answer comes in and I'll give 
extra facts about it, or maybe somebody will send in a wrong answer and I'll say, you know, the reason that this is wrong is this. So I'm trying to make it so that, you know, not only is everybody trying to get a right answer, but understand maybe why it's a right answer or why a wrong answer doesn't fit in. Uh, so the whole actually part of it kind of fits in with me being able to, to get, get that extra step in the trivia besides just being a Q&A master at it, you know? I think it's really mm. interesting that Trivia Nerd was available, honestly, because it seems so on the nose with uh, our, yeah. our industry. Um, have you had any experiences with that? People commenting on how kind of on the nose it is? Uh, you know, um, I haven't really... Uh, explored all of the venues of what I can do with all of these social media addresses and things. So I don't have a whole lot of feedback coming in about that. But uh, as I'll say at the end of the show, the trivia nerd on Facebook, the trivia nerd on Twitter, I've got the trivia nerd.com and you can reach me at the trivia nerd at gmail.com. I wanted to make sure that, you know, all of that was available and I just went boom, 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 boom. Let's pick them all up. Uh, you know, actually, the first thing I did look at was Trivia Geek or The Trivia Geek, and there were some that were available and some not. So um, it, it, it kind of happened that way. It was just a little bit of a stroke of luck that I went with this. If it wasn't going to be the trivia nerd, who knows? It could have been the trivia dork or something along those lines. Or I might have just had to have come up with something completely different. But I'm actually quite happy that this is where it all settled down because... Uh, it feels it feels like me, so I'm very pleased with it. I, I think it's interesting that um, all three of us have kind of picked personas that are just an exaggeration of, of who we are, you know, as opposed to... I mean, granted, Tipster isn't actually a <laughs> penguin, but, but the fact that you've said, like, your friends have, have compared you and your, your actions to it, and it just it feels like we're all just kind of leaning into those as opposed to, you know, creating something wildly new and different. Well, uh, I th yeah, I think that's all kind of the 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 big part of it really is like you you cannot be something you're inherently not. Like I can't pretend to be this hugely organized dedicated guy if i'm not any of those things you know i can't pretend so you have to sit there and just kind of you i almost said it again i almost said you are made of knobs and that is not how words work but it's you know dialing things up a bit and um kind of adjusting uh, taking what you're working with and adjusting it in a different fashion um, to make you stand out from the crowd, to make you be the person that people have to pay attention to. Do you feel like, um, being that we are three trivia hosts here, and we, of course, know a good number of other people that are in the hosting industry, do you think that having a little bit of an over-the-top look or act or speech or something that we all seem to have is first of all is it just an advantage or do you think it is a necessity to have 
I I I don't I don't think it's essential. Um, but it certainly helps. Like it helps people remember who you are as well. From a from a marketing and branding ac- aspect, you know, people are going to remember that asshole who did trivia the other night, or uh, the guy who wore glasses and was really nerdy about the thing, or that penguin. Um, I I think it's very advantageous to be able to dial up certain things and have that persona. Um, there's there's disadvantages disadvantages to it too, but I think it helps you stand out from what is sometimes a very kind of saturated market. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Tipster. I don't think it's necessary uh, per se. It it helps you stick in people's memories, um, but it can also guide what they're remembering. I mean, I. I have gone to trivia nights where afterwards I will talk about, oh yeah, the venue had really good drink specials and great food during trivia. Or, oh, I went to trivia and the questions were really hard or the questions were really easy. Or I've gone to trivia and afterwards I'm like, oh my God, that trivia host was hilarious. That tri-. So the persona and, and kind of how strong you put it out there um can direct what people are talking about afterwards and can be a big part of of the marketing and what you're trying to market. You know, I think maybe if uh, the trivia host is just an employee of a venue, you know, they're not off doing their own thing, they're not trying to build a brand, then they're not going to have as much need for a persona. They just want to put out some good questions and, and push the venue. Uh, whereas we all want to be independent and do our thing, and so we need to be memorable. We need to be a person that people want to see more of. All right, I've just got one more question for for the both of you, really, because um, I already kind of touched on it with how uh, I've got hosts, and I'm trying to get them to be a little more asshole-ish, because that is... Not just the persona of me, but that's my business. Uh, the the business plan is that we talk shit to you and make fun of you. So what about you two, though? If, if you find yourselves booming, you know, things grow and get huge. Uh, James, are you hiring other people and giving them big fake stage glasses and telling them to be nerdy? Tipster, are you going to start like a, a big online collective of different penguins and or uh arctic and antarctic wildlife what what does the the expanse uh the expansive universe of your business and your persona look like i'll take that first um you know i mean it would be easy enough to expand into the trivia nerds as a, a company entity um, I would really, I would want anybody that I hire to really just have competence, honestly. Um, somebody that's going to be able to have a little bit of that knowledge that maybe they can uh, throw a little extra in on something without having liner notes about it. 
something where they can engage the audience in some kind of an intellectual conversation for you know 15 or 20 seconds without being boring um, if they wanted to go costume it up if they wanted to have you know specific uh, you know like nerd nights where you have your Star Wars trivia and you know all of that uh, nice fodder if you will um, that would be definitely be where I'd want to take it if I could um, because I, I want if I see uh, a company out there with multiple hosts um, if they don't have a blanket kind of a look or, or act you know and they're just doing the question and answering that's fine if they're entertaining and they're engaging good for them and go for it uh, but maybe just that little extra spark on my end would be where I'd want to take it. So even if it's just a little bit of dress up, that might be what to do. Yeah. It's not something I've really thought about at all. It is further than a pipe dream for me at this point. Um, as I've spoken about before, this is not, I am not a professional, <laughs> you know, I, I do not treat this as a job. I, I, this is very much a hobby for me. Um, and to to go to that length for it to be you know at the point where i've got other people on the pinnacle larder brand uh i mean it's a long way away but if i were to put a pin on it now um it would be uh, you know a case of working with them to find out what best suits them at the end of the day like the the, the idea of anthropomorphic things hosting trivia <laughs> is definitely one that i want to like would definitely be something i want to play with um, but you might or, you also know. have human visitors on the iceberg is that what you're saying yeah maybe who knows it's it's difficult to tell at the moment it is a very i mean you know, we've showed up at Chicago before now and had a very special night with uh, with Jason from Liquid Courage. Um, there's no reason why that couldn't happen again in the future. I, I don't think, I don't think I would add anybody to the Pinnacle Larder brand or to you know kind of the Penguin persona, but more as kind of a partnership. If you catch my drift. If you don't mind, I want to twist that question a little bit. Corey, let's just say that you did not have third-degree entertainment, and I saw you as a good host, and I said, I want you to come on as a trivia nerd. Would you, do you think, be able to slightly mold yourself into what I might ask you to be, or... Uh, maybe you would just, you know, try to fit in a little bit into the, more of that nerdy persona as a host, uh, as an employee, if you will. Uh, are you are you offering me a position? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Dude. I... The power move by James there. Right. <laughs> uh, why don't you go independent first and then try to hire me? <laughs> uh, you know. Uh... <laughs> because look, I'm looking at it the flip side. Like if let's say that if I were to be hired by your company and you said, you know, you got to be a little bit of an asshole. I, I think I could do it. Yeah. You know, I, I realize that maybe mine is a little bit more of a, a tighter peg, but um, I, I feel like if 
a company were to say, we need you to be this kind of host, I'd try, I'd definitely yeah. try to be what they'd want me to be. Yeah, I, I think that I could uh, put on a, a, a nerdier persona. Um, I could throw on the glasses and, and uh, drop quite a few. Um, actually, but yeah. <laughs> I just speaking from uh, experience or from the position of somebody who has been doing it this way now for several years... I think it would be pretty hard for me to also lose the attitude. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure over time I'd be able to to kind of uh, soften those edges, but I would probably be a very rude nerd for the first year or two. Um, but yeah, I, I think that because as I said, it's it's just kind of a a mask to wear so that. Uh, I, Corey, the person who gets anxious, doesn't have to be the one on the stage. It could be a nerd mask as opposed to an asshole mask. I I mean, I realize that that would be stepping out of your own comfort zone and not being what you would want to be. It's just a, you know, I just wanted to see what kind of response that yeah. you might have. No, um, I, I know. think it's just, it, it would be more difficult, um, but it, because it's just taking on a role... I don't think it it would it wouldn't cause the same kind of discomfort that being myself up there would be. It would just be more difficult to take on that role, but not, you know, anxiety inducing. All right. Hmm. Now, if you ask me I, to be a penguin, I would probably <laughs> be a very foul-mouthed penguin. F O W. There's a market for that, though. You know it. There is definitely a market for foul-mouthed, like. <laughs> penguins on the internet like you would go viral instantly i feel um but flipping that on its head i couldn't do that like it's not who i am as a person being I a nerd don't... or being an asshole uh being i an think asshole, you're already an like... asshole <laughs> and um, we lost actually <laughs> i no, i think you're very sweet but yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where I don't think I could fit into that 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 persona because I don't have as a person outside of that persona, I don't have those and I'm not saying you're an asshole naturally, Corey, but <laughs> like I don't have that to draw upon. I don't have that to be able to accentuate and to exaggerate and kind of talking about personas more generally, I I like I genuinely stand by what I said earlier. You can't really have a persona that isn't at least partially based on who you already are as a person. Um you, Well you... I I think that you're witty though. And that's that's where a lot of the third degree comes from. You know, I'm not mm. I'm not just standing up there at the table with a microphone being like, Hey, hey, you're fat, you're ugly, and nobody likes you. You know, it's it's more uh, one of the players will chime up, uh, can I phone a friend? And you just fire back, maybe if you had one. Or, you know, when they <laughs> shout out a wrong answer and you're like, um, we're going to let the rest of your friends answer from now on and I'll have the staff bring you some crayons. I couldn't, it's... I couldn't do that. I genuinely couldn't. That's not, <laughs> it's not me. 
It really isn't. Um, and that's not, it's not a shock to me. Um, like I, I'm aware that there's, it's a, it takes a very particular kind of person to pull off that, that being able to jibe back off. It's why, you know, not everybody is a stand up comedian doing, you know, uh, five day nights at the Apollo. Um, so we will never see your penguin with a mohawk and a, uh, pierced lip. Yeah, for two reasons. One, I can't pay the bloody animator to do it. And two, <laughs> uh, punk isn't my style. Now, I could see your penguin wearing a pair of like bifocals and, and pushing them up your beak with your flipper. How do you think you would do <laughs> I as, see a, that as, well. as a trivia nerd? <laughs> I, c- I could see that as well, but also, again, uh, the animation budget is not there. <laughs> it is non-existent. It's fair. You know, I've seen uh, a lot of these other hosts that are part of the co-op as well. Like Jason of Liquid Courage, I I don't feel like on his online shows that he necessarily has a persona other than being very just bright, friendly, and engaging. Even though he doesn't see anybody, all he has is a chat window, he does a, a great job of engaging. So would you call that... A persona or just being uh, maybe just being himself honestly i think that he he does what i would suggest anybody do if they want a persona or feel like they need one i think he just turns himself up to 11 mm. i mean he's he's definitely exaggerating his own uh personality not not to say that he's not genuinely that nice because he is but he he does turn it up to eleven, um, and he still has the the shticks. His persona is, you know, the hats and vacky and the rum and the feet. And... You know, things <laughs> things like that um, that he's able to really lean into, which are just a, an extension of him, but zoomed in. Mm. At least that's I, that's I... how I read it. Having having spoken to Jason quite a bit outside of kind of the the, the Twitch sphere, uh, yeah, I'd thoroughly agree with that. Like it, it's very much uh, an e- exaggeration or accentuation of what they are as a person, as opposed to trying to uh, add anything else to it. Um. Although I still don't think, you know, with without Twitch chat there, he would not have licked that bottle of nail polish. You know, <laughs> that's oh, fair. That was a that was a bad call. Well, let's let's take this question. Let's take this talk about Jason and expand it to all of our listeners, everyone that's out there that mm. wants to be a trivia host or they already are and they're just looking to be more comfortable. Whatever. How do we apply this conversation to other people? Do you think that everyone should find a persona? How do they find a persona if they want one? When should they or shouldn't they have one? Hmm. Pick a question and answer it. (laughs) Yeah, so I I think, um, and this is kind of relating to something we 
spoke about a few weeks ago. It's all about how you want your game to feel at the end of the day. Um, if you want your game to feel relaxed, laid back, friendly, and that's the kind of person you are, great, fantastic. You don't need a persona, but maybe you, you know, you take a couple of the knobs and dial them up a bit. Um, uh, but you know, if you're if you're wanting to put on this big show and where you know, like, make it feel like a, a shiny floor quiz show almost, then you know you've got to don the sequin jacket. You've got to be that presenter on the mic who says the corny lines and has the catchphrases and 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 kind of fit to that trope that you want your game to have. Um, I don't feel there's a need to have a persona, but uh, as we mentioned earlier, I think it helps. And it also helps you to separate from this is go time and we're done. I, I'm, I can relax for another week. We're Whether done. or not you you feel like you have a character or whatever. Anytime I see anything on TV where somebody is backstage ready to go on, even if it's somebody who's a professional that's done it time and time again, you know, you see them, you know, bopping their head back and forth and shaking it off and whatever, or, you know, you know, talking to the, the cameraman and, and, you know, just saying, well, here we go again. All right, let's hype it up. Let's get a big smile. Let's go out there. Let's have a, a great show. So, I think it just is a matter of of loving what you're doing with the trivia hosting. Uh, if you're just there to pick up a paycheck by just droning out questions and answers, well, if if it brings in the people and the people don't mind, okay. Uh, but I, I think that if you're out there with a little bit of of energy of some kind, where you just are, are having a little bit of fun with it. I mean, because trivia hosting may not be for everybody. Uh, if it's something that you enjoy, if you, you're like me where I've wanted to be a game show host all of my life, this is probably the closest that I'm ever going to get to it, and that's why I love it, and that's why I feel like I can exude that to everybody else. And that's... That's just the way that I am, um, you know, so it, it it does matter what kind of personality a person has and maybe just multiplying it a little bit when they go out to, to do their show. To, to touch on, on what you just said there about, you know, professionals that when they're loosening up, when they're shaking it off, everybody does have a persona regardless of how obvious or... Uh, exaggerated that persona may be, you know, it, it might just be turning all of your your knobs up one point to just be a little bit more out there, or it might be like turning just one knob, like the asshole knob or the nerd knob, up to eleven. Um, but I mean, you you can look at at uh, Alex Trebek, at Anne Robinson, at Regis Philbin, like anyone who's who's out there hosting and or was out there hosting and asking questions. Those are all personas. You don't look at, you know, the old uh, Jeopardy reruns and, and feel like Trebek is putting on a show. 
but it's it's still a persona that he's he's taking out there. Mm-hmm. It's just not a very uh, aggressive it's not very obvious one, at you know? first yeah. glance. Yeah, um, but we all have to find that spot where where we take a deep breath and we get into the skin for the night and bring that out there. Um, yeah. I I think the other thing that we should touch on is is kind of the the disadvantages of having a persona because there are mm-hmm. there are disadvantages. Um yeah. it does kind of funnel you into a box and maybe that box ends up being somewhere you don't want to be and once you're in that box it's really hard to get out of it. Like once once there is a running gag and you don't like that running gag People are going to ask for that running gag. <laughs> it's it's um, very typecasty. It can be, yeah. and the other thing is the energy. Like it takes a lot of energy to maintain that persona, um, and it that can uh, it 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 means that you're going to burn out quicker if you don't kind of look after it. If you don't have that ability to relax after you're done um because and you need to be able to and this is what i was saying about the prop earlier james is that action acts as a way to be able to switch on and off that slight you know turn up of knobs um and and helping your body and your brain get into the rhythm of okay we're doing this now and we're done. We can relax. Because it, if you don't, you will burn out a lot quicker. You'll burn brightly, but you'll burn fast. Yeah. Um, I think it helps in that regard. If you are going to utilize a persona, it, it needs to be something that is comfortable and familiar for you. I mean, mm. we're not Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, we're not out there acting out this role of something that is completely and totally foreign to us. Uh, if we were, then we would probably be acting instead. Um, uh. But being able to, I, if we were able to do it at that level and, and continuously and, you know, hold that persona for that long uh, is what I mm. mean. Yeah. But it's, there's a big difference between a persona and acting out a role. And, and I, I, I don't think anyone should look at acting out a role. That, that shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't say, I'm going to host trivia and I'm going to become, you know, the Wild West cowboy of trivia. You know, if you're somebody who's never worn a cowboy hat or rode a horse or been to a ranch, you know, it, it's just, it's going to be very disingenuous and it's going to be a lot of strain mm-hmm. on you that you can't, uh, keep up so definitely find something that is relatable to you um but when when should somebody avoid a persona entirely what people need to just go out there and be themselves when could a persona hurt somebody aside from burning out so i think kind of it it depends on your audience. It depends on your scene. Um, I haven't. I, I assume 
the fundraiser and corporate gigs are kind of a lot more serious than your average bar. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, sometimes not but necessarily. Not yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the ones that I do um, are usually it's, uh, you know, let's say if it's for a church or a school or a sports team, you know, it's a, a bunch of parents and family and friends that are getting together. You're going to have those same teams that you have at the bar, the ones that are we're going to call ourselves here for the beer. That's our team name. Uh, and then you're going to have the people who are serious. They want to win the game. And then you got the people who are there just to support their families and they're just they're just kind of there and they're gonna hi I'll, I'll if I know one I'll let you know and it's a real mix just kind of like with what you might see at, at a bar or even online I think well I mean I think people online they're seeking it out a little bit more mm. but uh, you you're still gonna have you know the same kind of character tropes for your audience there um, so I would say that uh, fundraisers and the big shows are not necessarily any more serious in fact sometimes they can be a little bit more looser because you, you're just there for that one night and you gotta kind of you know make a splash and well not only I, I that try to do that think about the story maybe not so much the fundraisers but with the corporate gigs and the holiday parties and stuff remember that you're there entertaining people who are letting their hair down and their um while you may be going into the work uh, situation, they're all coming out of the work situation. They're they're wanting to relax and have something mm -hmm. a little more loose and fun. So, um, and for me personally, people that hire me for corporate gigs or fundraisers or whatever, they've been to my trivia. They know who and what they're hiring, and that's why they're talking to me. They know what to expect. Yeah. But <laughs> huh. that's not, that is definitely not to take away from from your, your point or your answer. I mean, there are also times when, I think more so with fundraisers than with corporate gigs or holiday parties, I'm not going to bring, you know, the full asshole uh, on display. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spreading the cheeks. I'm just giving a gentle ribbing. <laughs> I can see that's a, a terribly good point, honestly. I mean, there are going to be times where the it's not necessarily the trivia is serious, but it's kind of like the event is serious in a way. Mm. Um, you know, there there may be a little bit fewer and further between, but I can see where you don't want to necessarily go full force on something that might be a little too extreme for the audience, you know, especially since I mentioned the people who are there just to, you know, support or, uh, you know, maybe not just participating or whatever. You don't want to turn off the parts of the audience that are already kind of only semi there too. Yeah. Um, you, you know, so you want to make sure that you're pleasant for the whole audience and the whole event. And sometimes a persona could get in the way of that. I also don't think anyone should utilize a persona if putting on a mask makes them uncomfortable. I mean, oh yeah, you when you're out there trying to entertain people, you need to be comfortable, or you're going to make other people uncomfortable. Don't try to force something if it just doesn't feel natural or right to you. Don't think that you have to have a persona 
we happen to, but we're also these personalities that are going out here and, you know, recording a podcast and, and kind of putting ourselves out there. There's plenty of awesome hosts and and people that are a lot more laid back, a lot more relaxed and comfortable. And I think the, the first uh, consideration should always be yourself and your own comfort level. What feels right to you. Eventually, if you're really putting yourself out there and, and trying to get this started up, you'll find those gigs that are right for whatever uh, attitude or character or persona you're bringing to them. I still don't think any bar's going to hire a penguin, though. I mean, <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> I could see you doing really well in like a, a backwoods dive bar. <laughs> or, or maybe, see, this is where my, my sports knowledge completely evades me. Or maybe oh, one no. of those sports teams that's the Penguins. Oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, head over to Pittsburgh. Find a, yeah. like a serious steelworkers bar. You know, talking a lot of... <laughs> Wood walls, dark lights, and just waddle up to the bar top and start asking hello, questions. Hello, I, I'd like to host one of your trivia games, please. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you know, I mean, talking about, you know, staying, you know, in your comfort zone to a point. Uh, well, I think the three of us are about to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. Uh, as we wrap up this conversation, because we're uh, almost ready for our keyword challenge. So before we get to that, is there any last remark that either you would like to make about our topic at hand? If you're thinking about how, like, if you're thinking about having a persona, try it out. Honestly, just like work work out with yourself. Kind of talk in the mirror with yourself is my is my kind of just how you act how you stand that kind of thing um see if it works see if you feel comfortable see if you're comfortable being that person i'd say never feel locked into anything if you're trying a persona and it's not working then don't force it um that will show don't Mm. feel like you have to do it all the time um there have absolutely been nights where I'm hosting trivia and I'm just like, y'all, I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to be talking shit to you today. I'm sorry. And they're just, they're <laughs> so, they're so let down by it, but they understand. They get it. Um, always, always look after yourself. James, any, any wise words to wrap us up? <laughs> uh, no. I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> okay. Just uh, put on your glasses and and face forward and you're ready to go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Well, then tell us what the keyword challenge is. How does this work? I've never done it before. Oh, well, the keyword challenge, let me tell you guys. What has happened is somebody out there in the trivia community has sent a random keyword to the web address. I'm sorry. Let me. uh, We're going to take that again. No, we're not. Just keep it rolling. All right. Hey. (laughs) 
<laughs> put on your glasses and face forward and email quadriviapod at gmail.com, just like Carmela did from Jacksonville, Florida. And Carmela has sent us a word that I had to look up uh, to know how to pronounce, and that word is machinima. That is spelled M-A-C-H-I-N-I-M-A, machinima. So, yeah. Machine I hurt. thought you'd know a lot about this word given your background. Right? I, I, I thought this would be in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I, well, I thought we were kind of uh, screwed going up against you with this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've heard the word before, and I, I think what I need to do is uh, make sure that I get the absolute correct definition of it. So uh, what's going to happen here is we're all going to be going off mic here for 10 minutes, and I'm going to use that first minute of that to look up what machinima is, and I'm probably going to smack my forehead and say, yeah, absolutely, I know what's going on here. So but You know what? Uh, let's let's do this. This is actually a really good learning opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't we make like some really small, small talk, um, Tipster and I, while you look it up and then you can tell the listeners what it is so they're not going into it blind as well. All right, that sounds okay. good. Go ahead, and then, guys, and, and I'll then start you're not looking losing up. a minute of your challenge time. Okay. This sounds like a plan. Uh, so, so small talk. Yeah. That weather, huh? <laughs> I feel like all talk is small for you. Uh, what are you trying to say? Penguins I mean, yeah, are small. Actually, fair. I mean, they well, are the I largest am. penguins are what like five five and a half feet tall like yeah exactly i i yes i am small I'm and what, what sort noticed. of are you a fairy penguin we talked about a fairy what? penguins on uh i think episode two fairy penguins yeah i don't i don't believe so i think i'm more of a macaroni um although i don't present as it any any luck on that machinima by the way james <laughs> Hey, I I just got back and I'm hearing you all talk about uh, macaroni and that reminds me I'm hungry. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. But I'll tell you what machinima is. It is a portmanteau. That is a mashup of words machine and cinema. Machinima is basically making real-time animated films by using already existing technology mostly using video games like pre-rendered gaming engines. So, oh, I'm definitely uh, aware of machinima. I guess I just really hadn't seen or heard that word in this context before. So um, I'm ready, definitely, to use my 10 minutes to research and find a good question for this. How about you, fellas? That's actually helped me a lot because that's a lot wider than what I originally thought machinima was. So, I'm ready. Now, I, I hope I don't ruin the, uh, any route that you two were planning on going here. And if I do, then Ken, you can cut this out. Uh, but for, for the benefit of the listeners, that would be, I think, probably one of the best uh, known examples of that would be probably Red vs. Blue. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, that's exactly that. what I was thinking of at first. Um, yeah, and if you don't know what Red versus Blue is, it used the Halo game engine. Basically, people playing Halo would make it look like the characters were talking simply by, like, you know, <laughs> nodding the, the yeah. helmet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nodding it up and down. 
Yeah, literally yeah, filmed was... in game. Like they they made you... a, a yeah. custom multiplayer yeah. game. And with... have you ever tried to talk whilst nodding your head as well? Like it doesn't <laughs> work. It really doesn't. <laughs> And now, now our hundreds of listeners out there are trying the same. Whilst uh, they're, they're whilst driving attempt- in their cars, nodding their heads up and down, <laughs> whilst they're talking, I'm trying well, to do it now as well, and it's really distracting. I can't think of where my sentence is going. Um, and here's we're the gonna- porn music. <laughs> yeah. See you on the other side. Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter, on Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Quadrivia Podcast, everybody. We're about to do our keyword challenge with Corey from Third Degree Entertainment and Tipster the Penguin from Has down in Antarctica. Has he actually gone to go get a drink? It's I have actually... no idea. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I, can hear, I can hear clinking in the background. Yes. I think it's the whole <laughs> asshole persona happening again here. Nonetheless, uh, do welcome back everybody to the podcast. Uh, we've taken our 10 minutes and have furiously been researching exactly what machinima is because that's the keyword that we have for our keyword challenge so thanks again to carmella in jacksonville florida we have written our questions and we are ready to go and i've drawn the short straw not necessarily a bad thing but i will be going first so uh cory tipster if you're ready i'm going to give you my question and let's see if you can come up with the answer ready oh, to go are we, are we recording uh, y- yes okay <laughs> Here we go. Sylvan Esso's music video for her song Ferris Wheel premiered in July of 2020. A few months later in September, she premiered a machinima version of her video. Some comments on the video said, Just imagine Isabel doing all the camera work with her tiny legs. And I want to know what the budget for this video is in bells. (laughs) What video game was used to create the machinima version of Ferris Wheel? Uh, I I'm a hundred percent on this one, Tipster. I'm 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 windmill slamming the button. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say if if you had asked this question, honestly, twelve months ago, um, or more like say fourteen months ago, I wouldn't have known because I wasn't really exposed to this video game until uh, it became huge during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I think most people right now uh, would... Also, uh, just to let you know, if I had asked this 12 or 14 months ago, the music video wouldn't have existed, making it uh, a little bit more difficult. Well, yes, I, <laughs> I do see the July 2020 part of, but yeah. you know what I mean. I know the game, I mean. the yeah. game in question also wouldn't have existed as well. Yeah. But um, was it I, the same think... characters in the previous... I, 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 well, let's just say it's Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, specifically, uh, Animal new, Crossing New Horizons, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think the popularity of that pretty much led her to use that as her version of Machinima for that. So, I think it was well played on her end. And if you watch the live video first, and then you watch 
the Animal Crossing version afterwards, you can see where, you know, I mean, obviously there are going to be limitations, but she did a pretty spot on job of recreating her video and it's, it just looks awesome. adorable. Yeah. Did, did what? the old, the other versions of Animal Crossing, was it still, uh, Isabel and like the same, um, Isabel and Bells. Kid? Yeah. They've, yeah. they've yeah. been around. Yeah. Tom Nook, the yeah. crook and <laughs> all that. <laughs> My, I wasn't sure, but yeah, why okay. did I like that? Why did my brain want to say Animal Crossing: New Horizons Zero Dawn? Like, just <laughs> why? Uh, the, why the mashup we all want to see? <laughs> but then we could just go like cross genre and be Animal I mean, Crossing: New Horizons Zero Dawn of the Dead. I, I we could go on forever. Oh, it's um, society. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking uh, just <laughs> write, write these down for your question James. yeah <laughs> write these down for your before and after categories that's for sure speaking of crossovers isabel and doom guy just oh god yeah that's <laughs> that was a that's, thing that's priceless that is great i mean the fact that they came together you know it was like a little bit of a joke but then the companies themselves you know really embraced it. it yeah so you it, know it worked pretty well I want to talk about the meat of your question for a second, because I, sure. I think it is a really good question. Mm. Um, and it's one of those questions that I, I'd say it's like 50-50 whether it would be practical to use in, you know, another couple of years. Um, are people going, I, I've never seen this music video or heard the song. That part mm. is completely foreign to me, but I was able to. Uh, get it immediately because of Isabel and Bells. Will Animal Crossing still be as popular and relevant in a few years that people are able to immediately make that connection? Um, or will this be one that seems huge right now, but in a few years it'll be like, uh, what's his name, Kevin Gates that's saying two chains? Like, does this question carry forward, do you think? Well, uh -huh. I, I'll tell you uh, real quick, I'll say that if I were to ask this at my own trivia night, uh, I'd probably get a low hit rate on it right now. Um, I think that the uh, audience that I have, there's some people that just aren't going to be into video games and the pop mm. culture of that. So even right now, I think it wouldn't work as well i i think on an internet podcast uh this is probably a lot more gettable i i imagine that's 90 percent of the audience knows it so I, uh, I have, tipster what do you did, think i mean i i have a feeling if i asked this on my game in like a year or two i'd still get a relatively high hit rate but that's because yeah. you know my audience is very it's twitch it's a gaming platform that's you know? true too. so did I, did I just say two chains by the way yes you did you did I'm, I meant to sign I went with phones. it because... Yeah. Um, oh. And the only um, reason that was in my mind is because the other day I was running late on uh, <laughs> trivia and I needed to pull some old general knowledge. And I was looking through mm -hmm. an old general knowledge round and that came, the song Two Phones and Kevin Gates came up. And I was like, you know what? People probably did great on this when I asked it and would be shit at it now you know two years later or whenever four years later um things that you don't expect to be 
tied to pop culture, but then just kind of drop off, which is why I, I asked about it in the first place. So I, I think if you do do it further down the line, though, you can expand it to what video game franchise and then not expect the new horizons. And that will open your hit rate up a bit. Um, That's true. Just because it's uh, kind of fixed in the moment doesn't make it a bad question. Oh, no, absolutely. No, it's still a great question. I mean, there's a reason a lot of people ask pop culture stuff, too. So, I like the question. I like yeah. any question that I can get right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Got to take every victory you can that's get. That's right. <laughs> We're going to write that one down in the win column. That's 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 going in the book. <laughs> And on Dear February twenty first, twenty twenty one, I answered today. The correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the cluing in um, because I don't think you, I don't think many people would get it from the music video. Even someone well versed in music and video games, it's going to be a bit of a reach for them, especially but... because. Sylvan Esso's not really, you know, a, a huge name. Yeah. Um, but the clues that you give, like the ask and the clues that you give to that ask are really good ways of getting there. Isabel and Bells just got it. I also, I forgot to mention this, but I, I really like how you presented the Isabel and the Bells using comments on the video instead of, you know you could see Isabel or it would cost us like actually using comments uh, was just a fun little connection to it and could be a, a really fun entire round of trivia, just providing uh, comments on a video and then asking people what the video was. I have two really questions. Like One, how far down the YouTube comment comments did you have to troll to get those? Uh, to answer that, they were the top two comments. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that answers my second question. <laughs> I like so, have you, I mean, have yeah. you used that style before? Uh, no, I have not. I just thought, you I know. TM, uh, come, mine, yeah. dibs. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, you know, just so long as you pay me royalties, I'm okay. <laughs> two cents a question. Uh, all right. You can have it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're you're like yeah actually rather than paying you two cents, just, I mean it's yours. But I do ten questions in a round. That's twenty cents. Twenty cents. Yeah. I'll give you my Venmo later. It's probably going to be the trivia nerd <laughs> at the trivia nerd. Send Hold me on, your money now. Let me buy that Venmo really quick. <laughs> While he's buying that Venmo, I think that that probably closes up my question, Tipster. Do you have a question for us? Uh, I do. I'm scared at how gettable this is going to be. So, here goes. A rarity in the genre, the TV show Time Commanders, or Decisive Battles for our US listeners, was a non-fiction machinima work, filmed using the all-encompassing battle engine of what real-time strategy game, where you play either the Julie, the Bruti, or the, sk the Skip... Skippy. Is it Skippy? I don't know. I didn't do I didn't have time to do a pronunciation check. <laughs> Let's find out. It's not it's not you know, I oh. I, I, I pride myself on either. being 
the video game guy, you know. Um, and you said, you know, Battle Engine, obviously you're talking about some kind of, you know, well, you said it's a real-time strategy game, so kind of the uh, civilization type thing has kind of come into mind. But then you've got the Julie the Broody, so you're that's tilting me towards Roman type stuff, you know, uh, Julius Caesar and Brutus. And Brutus, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know what the Skippy could be. Um, so what about your, Corey, uh, video game knowledge involving Roman time, real-time strategy games? I can think of literally one. Um, but I, there, there's an RTS called Rome. Right? It's like... Well, it's like just Rome total war or something like that, or just Rome. Um, Rome. So, um. so I mean, like that would be probably a safe guess, but I never, I, like you, you know, my first thought was going to Civ, you know, I've done a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Civ 5, Civ 6, but obviously that's, you're not the Julie or the Broody or the other one. Um, so, well, um, you know, especially since it's a nonfiction, you know, we're talking about history here. So I think that's that true too. that's a, a, a best guess that we're, I say lock it in. Yeah, I actually, your answer. I skipped over the nonfiction part, um, which makes me a little more comfortable with that. So yeah, that's, right. let's lock we'll in say Rome. It's Rome. Well, I can tell you the answer I was looking for, the answer on the card here, is Rome Total War. Yes, I'd have accepted Rome wow. as well. See, I remembered um, that. I couldn't remember if that was just like a tagline. Like, so, I can see like ads for it, but I couldn't remember if that was actually the name or not. It's it's a weird one. The series is Total War, and it's Rome, which is part of that series. Okay. And then when they did the sequel, they called it Total War Rome 2. And I'm like, why did you choose to switch it round for this one iterate? And I guess, well, you know, it, it sounds better. Um, you, you picked up on Rome really quickly, um, which I, good. I probably would have guessed Rome faster if I hadn't skipped over the nonfiction part, because obviously my eyes were immediately drawn to uh, Julie and Broody and immediately thinking, Julius and uh, and Brute, uh, but it also seemed like somebody just making alien um, being names inspired by or whatever. So uh, I'm trying to work I'll, out how to pronounce Skippy now. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. For you listeners out there, uh, just so you know, it's the S C I P I I, so it's like the plural of Skippus or so. There's a lot of answers on the internet. Scipio, 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 Scipii is what Scipii apparently. Damn it! You got there before me. This this forum says that in the opening movies it's pronounced Skippy I. Skippy I. Oh my god. But then a lot of other websites are saying it's pronounced Sheepio, 
or Skippy or so who knows? Who on earth knows? Um, yeah, I'll go with Skippy Eye. That seems no. fair. Uh, Skippy Eye sounds sounds reasonable. Sounds like a uh, game elementary school kids would play. Did Teacher, you pick can we up go play or... Skippy Eye? <laughs> So, uh, hey, folks, all you pedants out there who want to correct us, just send your emails to quadriviapod at gmail.com with subject line, um, actually, and we'll be sure to address your grievances accordingly. Directly to the recycling bin. Um, <laughs> no, we'll send them to the trivia nerd. It's, it's right up his alley. Yeah. I thought, I thought our complaints email was uh, Corey at third degree entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know if you noticed that I left that part in on our Dealing with Mistakes episode. Yep, yep, I am aware of that episode. That is a thing that happened. I keep telling people, lower their expectations, they don't listen. I, I love, so I, I told our, our editor, Ken, to take the day off on that one and that I'd edit it myself because we only had, you know four questions in the outro and then like 45 (laughs) minutes of you going ooh uh um uh well and so i'm listening to that and then all of a sudden i hear people say or i hear uh one of you come in and say oh i we made a mistake and we used Corey's wrong info and i'm like what the fuck are they talking about (laughs) so i have no idea why people should send me hate mail only that you want them to (laughs) <laughs> the running gag, and it was it was one that Erin came up with on the fly, was that any complaints or any issues go straight to Corey <laughs> at thirddegreeentertainment.com. Well, that's uh, not my email, so... <laughs> that's also that's... A, a running joke, apparently. Is we're just going to send people to random people's email addresses to complain about the podcast. Well, now the world will never get to hear that. What but you know what the world will get to hear? What? My keyword challenge question. Well, if you insist, go ahead I, and ask, please. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, I want to know time commanders and decisive battles. What? I, I meant to ask you about this before. I never heard of those. So time commanders was a UK-based uh, uh, kind of game show-ish where they'd take a, a team would take charge of a uh, an attacking force in a decisive battle in history and over the course of the show um the, it was kind of very ac- quote unquote accurately replicated in the engine so that over the course of the show they'd talk about how the battle actually panned out and the tactics that were used decisive battles was on the history channel and did the same thing without the game show element basically just re-simulating decisive battles from history in the rome total war engine um that reminds uh, me there was a tv show which may have been on history or tlc or discovery or fucking mm. whatever where they would pit and an animal planet had one where they would do like lion versus shark um, but there's one that would it would pit it would pit things like um, was this a samurai Warrior? versus a ninja? Yeah, love yeah, that show. Yeah, I I I vaguely remember seeing it, and they had the jelly mold head, and yeah, they'd have like real people who have studied, you know, those come on and demonstrate mm, things, yeah. and they would do also 
like a, a computer generate like they'd run a thousand generated fights and see how often such and such won. Um, so it was kind of like that, but in the Rome game engine. Oh, I didn't realize that was also in uh, Rome. Did no, I'm know? I'm asking. I don't know. I, I'm asking if the this decisive battles or time commanders was like that, but in Rome. Oh, right. Um, uh, not really, because there you're simulating fights that never happened while this is reenact almost oh, reenacting okay. fights that did okay huh um did did you pick up on the other clue by the way probably not judging by what you were talking about hmm uh depends on what that other clue is uh all encompassing battle oh oh okay i'll uh, take that as a no yeah nope. Yeah, Missed I that. skipped over a lot and went straight to video game and Julian Brody. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Which, I mean, it, it got us there. You got there. It's fine. That, that's all that counts. That's another one in the book for Corey. February diary, 21st was today, a good day. <laughs> I got two questions right. That well, showed let's, them. Let's see if anyone gets mine right. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, yeah, let's go. Don't sound so excited. <laughs> All right. The best known examples or uses of machinima are typically things like Red versus Blue or the popular 2006 Warcraft episode of South Park. Machinima can also be used, however, before reaching the final public-facing product, such as when Steven Spielberg used Unreal Tournament to test the special effects for which 2001 Best Visual Effects Oscar-nominated film. Ooh. Oh, heck. This, uh, it's an awards question, and I, my brain is now going, was the film in 2001 or was the Oscar in uh, 2001? Um, well, we've got Spielberg. Spielberg's a, a good starting point. Unreal Tournament... Uh, I'll um, tell you that the the film was 2001. Okay. Um, Unreal Tournament, so it's going to involve guns and gunplay of some description. Probably. Because that's... Uh, no. Hmm. Steven Spielberg, though. I, you know, I just cannot think of movies... But yeah, uh, me and movies and Oscars and things, they just, they don't meld well in my mind. Um, I, I'm going, going back almost 20 years here. Hmm. I'm, I'm trying to work out Steven Spielberg, um, timeline of events. Like what, what was he doing around that time? Making um, movies, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely making movies. Well, but... I'm, I'm pretty sure that's been nonstop for the last 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, Turn of the Millennium. So what's big around Turn of the Millennium? You've got um, the Millennium Bug. Did Spielberg do a movie on the Millennium Bug? Would it involve guns? It... Probably not. Like AI... Um, Millennium Man, but I don't know if those were necessarily Spielberg. Was it Band of? Did he do? No, that was that was a TV show. I'm just I. 
unless you spark something in my mind, I don't know that I'm going to be able to pull anything. Well, saving Private Ryan is coming to mind, but that's too early. Hmm. Saving Private Ryan was late 90s. So it's past that. This isn't meant to be a clue or a distraction, but I'm I'm looking at Steven Spielberg's uh, filmography, and he's actually directed some uh, very well-known films. I mean, oh, I'll just put a period right there. You know he's made some <laughs> popular movies? Yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg has directed some popular <laughs> films. But Who every, known it? Every uh, 10 years from 1971 to 2021, he's put out some... Uh, pretty iconic films. What about Minority Report? Because that was mm. around that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Was um, that Spielberg? Might have been. And that was very high visual effects. I don't know how. Yeah. Were there guns? Were there guns in Minority? I think there were. Yeah, there were. But I'm thinking of the uh, virtual computer that Tom Cruise was you know, moving things with his hands Ooh. against a virtual wall or, or nothing really, just like... So that that's going to be a really good guess, I think, coming from you. If I was sitting at your table, I'd put my thumbs up and say, go for it. Okay. Minority Report. Well, I will tell you, uh, you did say the correct answer. Oh, damn but, it. Save it. Save but it, it wasn't the one that you locked in on. And it was not okay. Saving Private Ryan either, which was in 1998. Okay. Uh, James, better you myself. said the correct answer. Fantastic. What is it? <laughs> which can, which starred uh, Haley Joel Osment and uh, Jude oh, AI. and Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yes. Yep. AI, artificial what? intelligence. How he did Spielberg... Unreal Tournament to test yeah. graphics do you want to know why I dismissed that? Because I mixed up AI and iRobot. <laughs> ah. That's probably why I went, no, it can't be that. That's fair, but I, not, iRobot yeah. was quite a bit later, wasn't it? I mean, and also not Spielberg. But uh... Time, time uh, tends to meld together to me any time before 2015, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... You, you, your question was great, just the fact that we were scrambling for different Spielberg movies. Mm. I, I, what I'm trying to think of is, did you get any research on how Unreal Tournament and those visual effects were together? I mean, I didn't see AI, so was there a, <laughs> a lot of gunplay? Did Haley Joel Osment just go batshit crazy at the end and <laughs> uh, you no, know, grab think, his facers? I think it was just more general uh, computer-generated graphics that he, he was messing with in there. Uh, but no, I didn't really get to to dig deep into that. I, I'm really interested in it now uh, and plan on looking that up at some point. But mm. I couldn't answer that for you at the moment. And I was uh, kind of ran into a timing block, which slowed down. I wanted to put more um, clues that actually hinted towards the movie itself as opposed to just here's a director and a year uh, but wasn't yeah I, I well, just kind know, of put I mean, a pin in it because of the, the timing thing um, one thing know, I really wanted because... to include which wouldn't have helped unfortunately but yeah. 
it was actually started as a Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick product uh, project, hmm. which uh, oh. he wanted to work on with Spielberg. And it just sat in development for a long time because Kubrick felt that the uh, computer generated graphics weren't good enough at the time to create the characters. And so it was really uh, interesting to see that they went from that in, I think, the 70s is when Kubrick was first attached to it, uh, to, you know, 30 years later using a video game to test the graphics for it. Well, you know, uh, just because you didn't have extra clues in there doesn't make this by any means a bad question. You got to have some things that you're you're given a finite bit of information Spielberg 2001 best visual effects Oscar nominated you're going to have people out there that are going to definitely be able to pull this without any problem um, so it was just a gap in tipsters and my knowledge that we just weren't sure I mean even though we said uh, in our thinking process artificial intelligence came out as one of our possible answers we just happened to lock in on the wrong one of them so uh yeah. You know, your your intro was nice. It gives you an idea of what Machinima is. Uh, mm. So it, it introduced a fact to your audience that maybe they didn't realize that they didn't know. So I think that that's a definite plus for what you have. I appreciate that. And you guys definitely locked in. Uh, Timeline-wise, you were really close. Minority Report was 2002. So, oh, I mean, one it, year it, out again. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it was right up there. Um, yeah. Just a tough one to, to lock in, kind of. Well, I'd, I'd rather have a near miss than yeah. just a complete blank. Um, yeah, a really good question. Just unfortunately a huge blank in my my repertoire of knowledge that is somewhat limited. You know, I'm going to start a list of movies for you to watch. Let's put Zoolander at the top, right? Oh, oh it no. is. It is. No, I already but have a list. England's? It's already it's already quite long. I've got to catch well, up on catch up on what? I've got to catch up on like forty years of movie history at this point. <laughs> like that's where we're at. Anything prior to twenty fifteen, I is on the watch list. Well, I don't know if this is something that is a common occurrence that people do, but. Uh, if you watch your TV shows and your movies at 1.25 speed, uh, you don't really, you know, it, it compresses it nicely for you. So you get through, you know, an hour in about 45 minutes. So uh, uh, you, you can watch a lot more movies in that time without it really disturbing your brain too much. I feel like that's just such an ADHD thing to say. Well, why aren't you watching your movies at one and a quarter <laughs> times speed? I mean, no. come on. Let's I mean, to use be fair, why, why am you I not watching my movies in the first place, though? <laughs> you bring that up, but I actually... I uh, Are you familiar with Critical Role? The D&D yeah. uh, YouTube and podcast? Ish, yeah. So I just got turned on to that uh, a couple of years ago. And when I first started it, they were like about 100 episodes into their second season. Oh, no. And so I was watching them on YouTube while doing work. And I would watch it at, I don't remember if I was watching it 1.25 or 1.5, but that's how I and would that... do it. And I was, I literally, I mean, every episode is roughly four hours. Yeah, so they're not short episodes. Hours to get through, and I was able to save about 100 hours by binging it at that, that sped up speed. 
Um, but then I caught a live episode once and it just seemed so weird because I was like, their <laughs> intro music is so slow. I thought it was just like fast paced, you know, upbeat thing. And everybody's just like taking so long to talk and make decisions. It was really weird to go from a hundred episodes, 400 hours sped up to real time. It was very very weird shift. I, I, I uh, it's why I can't do Critical Role at the moment is because I, I'm so far behind on it. Like trying to catch up with it would be horrendous for me. Well, try the two X then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of things that are horrendous, uh, if you want to hear more terrible questions, send us some keywords at, to Quadrivia pod at gmail.com with keyword in the subject line and uh and of course uh don't forget to vote on the audience favorite of the questions that you heard so uh out of the three questions about machinima tonight go to quadriviapodcast.com cast your vote or and... you can go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.cory.com.com uh, and vote there as well have at it, folks. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> You're going to have right. to put that in the links, by the way, for the episode. Oh. Well, I think it actually did uh, make it onto to one of the recently released episodes because somebody <laughs> had talked did. about all the different links that go to us. Um, uh, <laughs> we we yeah. have a game to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap this up. I'm tired. Let's 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 get let's get this show on the boat. Uh James, trivia yeah. nerd. Yeah. Do you have a game for us today? Nope, Corey. Do you have oh, a game yeah. for us today? I do. Uh oh, you... <laughs> heck. You threw to the wrong person, but I rolled with it. It's okay. <laughs> That's Did what y'all we do. Make a choice. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. We were given two choices. Shall we tell the audience, Tipster, what the choices of category <laughs> that this asshole uh, <laughs> gave to us? Because that's kind on, of the theme on, on, of it. On full, you know, like on brand for third degree entertainment, it was full frontal. It was either murder or dicks. And no, it was the penis. Oh, the murder penis. Murder or the okay. penis. Yeah, we're classy um, here. I <laughs> I I have a feeling that I'm going to end up spewing a lot more tea at the penis, so let's go murder. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh let's go with the murder category. Uh you can put your penis category away for now and uh we'll pull it out later, okay? <laughs> okay. What the fuck is my towel? <laughs> All right. Why? Are you okay, what? Tipster? I'm fine. It's the third time I've almost choked on my tea today. Like, oh my god. Uh, I will preface this with, with two statements. The first being, um, as was, was hinted at, uh, both of these categories were kind of uh, categories that play into the persona that I do present at Trivia. Um, but I also have... A surprisingly large number of players that are also 
very interested in true crime and murders and unsolved mysteries and stuff. Um, oh. Which makes me a little bit uncomfortable that they're also fans of mine. Uh, but uh, so I've murder is something that I've had requested a lot and that we've uh, touched on a little bit, but uh, because I got tired of people requesting it, I finally did make a full murder round. However, I promoted it out like two weeks in advance and told people to study up on it because um, it was a bit more deep divey than most of my other trivia. So you are going to hear some questions that are more aimed at people who, you know, are really interested in and into these things. So I don't want you to come into it expecting to, you know, get a 10 out of 10. I'll just, I was about I'll, to say, shall yeah. we take the duck egg now? <laughs> I mean, I think you'll, I still threw, I still, even in this kind of category, I still try to throw in, you know, the more um, pop culture or, or well-known things as well. So the people who aren't into it don't feel left out. Mm. Um, but yeah, there was just a little hey, small disclaimer for you guys that listen, okay. you're not the getting ones the we... lead up and the, the chance to study it beforehand. So yeah. Don't feel bad. The ones we get right, we're going to feel good about the ones we get wrong. We're going to learn something. We're going to feel good about that. So Corey, give us the first question. We're going to make the best of this. All right. Uh, question number one, which is on its own, a, a terrible question, uh, outside of this this context of having studied for these question number one in murder how many bodies are canonically attributed to jack the ripper with many more suspected to also be his work oh my goodness i used to know this yeah your side of the pond i know uh, i believe at the time uh, let's see. This was early 2020 that I asked this, and okay, it there was a lot of people watching uh, shows it, about this too. Yeah, so. it, it won't have changed since then. That was my other worry: is how old is this round? Because there have been like, yeah, obviously discoveries since there since uh, mid early to mid 2010s. Um, canonically, though, I'm afraid I don't even know that I could come up with a good range. I don't know why. Like the, I want to f- say, I want to say late thirties. Oddly enough, my thought was like somewhere in the low to mid forties. Okay, let's split the difference and say forty. All right, sure, forty was going to be our answer. Okay, um, you're way off. Oh. I will say there <laughs> too high or too low. <laughs> it's actually often referred to as the canonical five. Um, oh, fact, I think that's even if it's not its own wiki article, then it's a sub uh, heading in Jack the Ripper. Um, yep, just canonical five. And that was uh, Marianne, Mary Jane, Elizabeth, Annie and Catherine. I believe that hmm. they were the okay. uh, Whitechapel bodies. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Uh, just just five. All right. Well, we're yep. uh, we at were zero for one so far. Off, right. off to a good start. <laughs> That's all right. You'll, you'll do better on this next one. Uh, this one's a, a bit more uh, commonly known, at least in you know the trivia community, I'd, I'd say. Uh, Mark David Chapman, question two. Mark David Chapman, after assassinating John Lennon, 
began reading this book, which he often claims is his inspiration and manifesto. What book was it? Imagine the John Lennon autobiography. Uh, no. <laughs> um, no. I hate to just sit in here silent because. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. And we should have just to... played with the penis. We should have. Oh, I much more enjoy that, actually. <laughs> I can't stress enough that people knew this round was coming and I told them to study it. And, and the people actually did pretty well. I think we wound up. Uh, averaging 65-70% uh, on this round. So it, it worked out, but taken out of that context and without the time to study and okay. be prepared for it. Obviously, these are a bit more, you know, directed well, questions. Um, do you have any educated guesses you want to throw out, Tipster? I don't know. Um... I mean, we that, something's know. scratching my head. Uh, like you, something. He was, he was holding the book, and he just sat down and started reading it. Okay, is it Catcher? It is. It's Catcher in the Rye. Yes. Holy shit! How did you I, pull that? I something in the back of my head just like I have this very vivid image. And I think it was probably from like some documentary, like recreation thing. And as soon as you said he had the book in his hand and he started reading it basically instantly, the, it came a bit clearer. <laughs> like, well, the the clue was Holden. He was holding it. Holden, yeah. Holden, oh my uh, goodness, <laughs> Holden Caulfield, yeah. <laughs> And Grant, I mean, I probably uh, could have made the question a bit more accessible by like throwing a little nod uh, like that <laughs> into it. But you got it. You got there. All right. Oh, hey, you got there somehow. Yeah, you're you're one for two now. You're you're batting fifty. It's, it's I'm scary learning. when you just I'm learn learning. stuff out of the blue. Uh, question three. This is going to be another one. <laughs> I'm really regretting that we made this decision because so many of these questions are you know it or do you, you don't. Do you want to do you want to do five on murder, five on the penis? Is sure. That, yeah. Is yeah. That I think that's amicable? a good that's a good mix. <laughs> Question three: One of the most infamous murderers in American history, Busy Borden, held what profession? Hmm. Okay. First question is who. Lizzie Borden had an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. It's a poem that every school child should know. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, apparently I mean, being a know. real person. It's, well, I don't know. It's not, it's not on the Penguin curriculum. I can tell you that no. much. Um, and it, maybe not quite up there with Milk Milk Lemonade either, but. Uh, wait, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a terrible cocktail. <laughs> The, 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 lemonade, the lemonade would make the milk curdle. Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. Um, Lizzie Borden was a... Lumberjack? <laughs> so close. Really? Oh, no. I mean, really? No, not uh, even a little um, bit. Well, I don't know. You said a... you talked about chopping, so, like... Pharmacist. That's my here. We're yeah. We each get a guess because we're both going to be wrong. <laughs> sure. So you're going with with pharmacist and what? 
Was uh, she a? Oh, did she work in a condensed milk factory, Borden? Oh, it was actually a condensed lemonade factory. I can't give you the point. <laughs> uh, she was a Sunday school teacher. Oh, Lizzie Borden was a Sunday school wow. teacher. Wow. Whoo. Um, since I'm not doing the entire murder round now, I'm just gonna jump ahead to some of my uh, more favorite ones. Uh, but I'll still call it question number four. It was recently discovered, uh, recently at the time, and again, this was early 2020, it was recently discovered that you can see which convicted killers on a basketball card sitting courtside. The picture was taken after committing murder, but before getting caught. This one I know. Oh. It is uh, is an American, you know, murder, but uh, do you know of any um, affluent brothers tipster that committed any murders over here <laughs> i don't know um this this sounds like an interrogation as opposed to do you know of any affluent brothers who committed murders we need to know um no nothing is ringing a bell i'm afraid all right um it was the menendez brothers that is correct the menendez brothers uh eric and uh, Lyle, Ernie, Lyle and Eric, I think. I'm, yeah, I, but you yeah. got it. The Menendez brothers <laughs> was all I needed, so that's another point <laughs> for you. Good job, well done. Uh, going on to number five. Question number five: Robert Durst was arrested by the FBI on the same day as the uh, final episode of The Jinx, an HBO documentary about him. Because he accidentally admitted to the murders while filming. How? How did he accidentally admit that he committed the murders? <laughs> Sorry. And this I, one's a bit more is... of an explanatory answer. Um, yeah, it's not going to be like he just waved around a <laughs> severed arm on camera. <laughs> and I believe that yeah. the jinx had come out shortly before this. You know, I almost feel like it's an um actually oh, moment, actually, you know? It's like he was watching it. The Jinx and, was 2015, my bad. And he just was like, um, actually, that's not what happened on that <laughs> yeah, night. Or, or that there, sounds like, right. This, this T-shirt was actually a, you know, whatever, you know, so. The, the victim wasn't wearing that jacket, you know. Uh, is that too general of an answer? Or if I guess if we're not even close, you can just say um, not even close. It's not really... I'm more looking for the method in which he was caught admitting it, if that helps. Did um, he write a furious letter to HBO going, no, that's well, not what happened? I think it's, you said it was in 2015, so maybe and he, he was... he was being interviewed. Like, he, he was a part of... It wasn't just So like, during the documentary, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, he was a part of the documentary. Oh yeah, accidentally admitted to murders while filming. Um, so he he didn't like, like did he correct the interviewer on something? Is that your answer? Um, you yeah, know, well that can be his maybe? answer. I'm gonna switch up my answer a little bit, and I'm gonna say that he either texted or used his phone and said something to somebody. It was like these idiots don't know it was me. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll say you're closer than Tipster was. Oh, okay. Uh, after or during an interview, he went to the bathroom and didn't know his microphone was still live. Oh. <laughs> and was talking to himself in the bathroom. 
and essentially, I I, wow. I think it was something along the lines of, "Oh my God, they found out. They they know something like that." Um, hmm. I don't remember off the top of my head now, but yeah, he didn't know his mic was live while he was in the bathroom, and he accidentally admitted to it. Huh. Yeah, brilliant, right? So again, not. <laughs> Not not an easy answer to suss out or to guess, unfortunately, but still a fun uh, learning moment. And we'll <laughs> yeah, call like that, that the one. end of the murders, and we'll move on to the penis. How's that sound? Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you ready I'm putting for the, the penis, tea down. I'm putting the tea down. <laughs> why don't you, down the why tea don't you put it in your picking mouth? Picking up the D. And then I'll ask the no, question. No, no, because my desk is still wet because the towel is actually that soaked that it's not actually drying anything <laughs> right, Corey you just gotta ask the first question let's go let's do it question number I one get my or, wet or as well. six I guess um, unlike many other mammals humans are missing a baculum which is what part of a penis I, I think I have a reasonably educated guess on this one uh, tipster I'll give you a chance to yeah, I think uh, Not- Scott Baculum, he was the star of uh, Quantum Leap, wasn't he? <laughs> That's gone over my head as well. <laughs> I just... He was uh, the my- captain of the Enterprise on that... Uh, he was Archer, Captain Archer. Yeah, oh, Scott Baculum. Okay. Anyhow, you want me to throw out the answer that I think it is? My brain is heading towards like a knot or something. Well... Hmm. Well, my thought was that there are animals that have a bone to get a boner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go with that. Let's go with let's go with let's go with bone. And going with a bone is the right thing to do here. Uh, The baculum is the bone. Well done. Sweet. (laughs) Uh, Question number seven. See, now I have to like. Just pick five of these, which is, oh boy. Uh, we'll go with this one, which I didn't get to do this year. Uh, every year uh, after the new year, I do an entire round uh, based on Pornhub. And because oh, mm-hmm. every year they release like, here was our most searched uh, topic. Here was our most watched category. Here's how long people spent on different categories, things like that. And I'll do a full Pornhub round. Um, they didn't put that out this last year. so. But they did in 2020, which is where this question comes from. Question number seven. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. two Pornhub gay trending searches in 2019 referenced the penis. And that's trending searches, so the top ten. One was BBC. What was the other? What was the other trending Pornhub gay search that referenced the penis. Okay. Um. <laughs> hmm. Well, I... no, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be logical about it because it's, you know, gay trending. Um, mm. Let's see. And I do want to clarify that Pornhub does has have a section of their site called Pornhub gay. So I'm not, okay. I'm not saying, oh, these are gay trending searches. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, <laughs> There's no judging. I'm just reporting. Well, you know, I mean, coming to mind is CBT, <laughs> but 
I don't feel like that would be in the top two, but <laughs> I'm trying, boy, I'm I'm lost because the only CBT I know is therapy. So uh, I wouldn't call it therapeutic. No. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give you a hint on this one, okay. and say that it's uh, probably counterintuitive and not what you would expect people to be searching, or it's like. In your mind, you wouldn't expect this search. And it does reference the penis. Okay, right. So, <sighs> so it, it, it actually has to be in the search or the search term. I mean, like in, in the same sense that BBC is. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. <sighs> you know, I mean, I've... The, Should we have put docking? a disclaimer before this that people probably don't listen to this part? Um, Maybe with children. We or, should. Or at work. Humans in suddenly. General. I'm behind this whole to... round. Hey James, where's that round you have for us? <laughs> the fact that you're dragging this out is making yeah. me more and more no. uncomfortable with this decision, I... which works a lot better in a live venue that is used to my persona and the type of questions we ask. All right. Tipster, I'm just going to lock in with CBT and call it a day. Okay, fine. That's CBT. Uh, sure. That is not it. It's actually it? small. Small hmm. is the other search. Um Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, it's literally the Alanda scale. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Question number eight. Priapism is a condition that affects the penis. How? How does priapism affect the the penis? What is priapism? Is that pri or priapism? I think it's pri. No, I think I've heard of it. Um Hey, um, my wife is in the room now. She doesn't hear any of this because I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> Would you like me to ask her? Sure. All right, honey. Oh, do you know what priapism is? <laughs> Just out of context. She said no. Tell I, her. Tell her it's related to the penis somehow. I... It's related to the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Priapism. I'm sure we've heard it in like those medical commercials, you know. Is it, wait, no, no, no. It's it's used in Viagra ads, isn't it? Hmm? It's like a oh, warning. You know oh my gosh, she did say. Uh, what what were you gonna say, Tipster? It, it, like, there's a warning in Viagra ads about priapism. So and, sure. And my wife just said, "Is it a an erection that lasts too long?" So you know what? I think that we might have figured it out. I think hey! that, that you gotta phone your doctor. If you have a uh, an erection for longer than four hours, so that you can virtually high five each other over the phone, <laughs> something like that. What is that? Uh, what the, is that? Why? <laughs> okay. I think though that's the answer. The so ser- in all seriousness, uh, it, it's an erection that lasts too long. Uh, you that's can't unboner. That that sounds okay to me. <laughs> Well, I in an sure answer it's kind not of okay way for the people that it affects, but okay, tipster, way to be inconsiderate. Oh, <laughs> the answer boy. is yes. Uh, it is a persistent erection. Persistent erection. It's yes, honey, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But we'll we'll give one point to Mrs. <laughs> Great. All right. She's doing just about as good as we are on. <laughs> well, I think y'all are doing better on penises than on murder. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> experience it counts. So, <laughs> all right, let's go on to number nine. Uh, question number nine. Uh, this is going to be more of a, a one in ten shot, or I guess this will technically be a one in twenty shot for you. A 2016 Canadian survey showed men who fake orgasms do it for what percentage of their orgasms? So not what percentage wow. of men fake an orgasm, uh, but no. of the ones who do, how often do they fake it? So, And you have to be within uh, 5% to get credit for it. Uh, how? How do you... How? How would you? Like, how? Surely there's signs. They're like I mean, telltale sure you signs. Could just, you could just Google how to fake a male orgasm. I don't want you, to. Are you sure? I'm fairly sure. all your questions. <laughs> well, you know, let's put it this way. You say, though, that it's for men who fake it. So if you've got a group of men faking orgasms you probably figure that they're doing it for a high percentage see i feel like i'm on card sharks or play your cards right and i've got this survey question i gotta talk it out to the host yeah well yeah you this know, is one where I, like you're not likely to have the information it's more yeah um, game you know, theory if, or yeah if i were a man that was faking orgasms i'd probably fake 83 percent of them and i'll tell you so that's what we're i'm rounding to five and you have to be with oh. five so well then, let's round it up to the eighty-five. Then, I'll go with I'll go with uh, the trivia nerd on this one. Eighty-five, sure, lock it in. Okay, uh, y'all are actually very very high. Uh, it's uh. according to the survey, thirty percent of men who fake orgasms, uh, or sorry, of men who fake orgasms. Uh. They do it for roughly one out of oh. every three orgasms. My wife said, I would have said 25. I would have gotten it. Yeah, see, she knows. <laughs> she gets a point. She's beating us, tipster. She's beating us. She knows more about the penis than you do. She's beating us at the penis. I can't believe this. <laughs> Ken, feel free to delete. So maybe this was just an episode that had no trivia round at the end. Question number 10, <laughs> taking us home. Last question. Here we go. Oh. Okay, come on. Oh, question 10. Three penis wine is a rice wine that pairs well with a taco. It contains seal penis, deer penis, and dog penis. What TV show popularized three penis wine? It's got to be something like Survivor or something that's got like a challenge it element to it. Uh, this reminds me of something that Anthony Bourdain would have done. What was his show called? Um, you know, the one where he went out on crazy eating adventures. I really think that that might be what it is. There's another one that sounds familiar too. It. Uh, I I'm at a loss on this one. Like my my brain is going to to, to reality TV shows, but if you've got well, more of a lead, go for yeah, it. Yeah, but. I wouldn't think that survive like if it were Survivor, for example, I wouldn't think that that would like popularize it. Oh, I, I'm, I, I, you know, it might. I don't know. 
I'm, so I, I'm mm. at a loss. Well, I'm uh, Corey. If you don't mind bending it a little, so to speak, <laughs> um, uh, we're we're gonna go with the Anthony Bourdain show. I know that that's not the correct title, and I'm embarrassed that I can't think of it right now. But that's I I think that's what it is. So. Uh, if you don't mind, Tipster, we're going to lock that in? Yeah, sure. All right. Before I reveal the answer, I'm going to give you a lifeline here. If I told you that um, successful urologist Shiva Kamini Soma Kandar Krum might uh, know the correct answer, would that encourage you to change your answer? Uh, urologist? Okay. <laughs> She's not the pimple popper, is she? No. Uh, <laughs> but I, what? I don't think a, a a pimple specialist is a urologist, but I could what? be wrong. What? I'll take that as a no. That, that no, would have been a pretty big hint if you did know the answer. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, no, it is not Anthony Bourdain. Okay. It is the show The League. A the what League. now? The uh, final, or the final, the fantasy football comedy show with uh, Nick Kroll and Steve Ranazisi, or however you say his name. Uh, it's a it's a funny show. That's all. Just a funny show. Okay. Uh, there's a character named Taco who is always talking about three penis wine. So that was a clue <laughs> in the question. Pairs well with the taco. Kind of went right by. Uh, But yeah, it's the league. Okay. I'm glad the answer wasn't (laughs) BoJack Horseman, though, because that's the first thing I thought of. What? Why? (laughs) Why would you? uh, Well, now, before, before we do get any hate mail or lose any listeners, those who have stuck around this long, I do want to say... This was actually super uncomfortable for me to ho- both both parts of it, the murder part and the penis part, um, because they played well with the persona and with what the live venue trivia players are expecting from the show. Um, but it's not something that transitioned well here. Where yeah, man, I guess and, I still play up like the the asshole part a little bit on the the yeah. podcast, but it's not it's not the the brand of the podcast itself, and it's not something that that comes through a lot in this show, and so having to do it kind of outside of that setting where it's relevant and going to be taken you know respectfully and in context and and uh, whatnot, super uncomfortable with it. And I'm just like, maybe we just record an entirely new round. I don't think we will. Hopefully people will hear this and understand. But uh, I think it's a, a nice little uh, tail end to the well, persona an- discussion. Yeah, if anything, it's a learning experience. Like, you, personas don't work everywhere. And yeah. things that you write for one persona don't work elsewhere. You know, you've got to tailor it to your audience and your your place that you're doing the thing mm-hmm. so yeah, my I was brain say, is tailing audience, off on the sentences by the way <laughs> yeah but audience definitely just being the two of us as well uh I'll, I'll just say that i appreciate you going through it and and 
sticking with it. You know, uh, I know switching it up in the middle uh, to <laughs> to try to save us, you know, from missing every question as well. But um, I, I completely understand where you're coming from on that. And I just want to say I appreciate you going through and, and doing the job because sometimes that's what you got to do bad you got to finish what you start you know sometimes yeah. the only tool you have is murder or the penis and you have to get the job done That's uh, right. i i'm gonna quickly move this to wrapping up because i <laughs> don't know how to respond idea. to that so uh uh cory where can people find you hiding under a fucking rock okay other than under a rock. <laughs> uh, you, you can send the hate mail to Third Degree Entertainment on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, I think Twitter, I'm actually Third Degree 509. Um, Instagram, but mostly come check me out on Monday nights. Twitch.tv slash Third Degree Entertainment. Now with 100% less murder. Yeah, and penis. James, where, whereabouts can people uh, that see your awkward work? pause is... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I'm doing, you know, little live shows here and there. But if you want to find me on the web, just look up The Trivia Nerd. Uh, you can find me on thetrivianerd.com. You can find me at Facebook at The Trivia Nerd. You can find me at Twitter at The Trivia Nerd. And you can also email me, thetrivianerd at gmail.com. And finally, I'm Tipster. You can find me in the Pinnacle Larder every Sunday at 7 p.m. GMT. That's 2 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Central over on twitch.pinnaclelarder.com. And you can play along, play.pinnaclelarder.com. And it's at Pinnacle Larder. Uh, actually, no, it isn't. Do you know what it is? It's no. the social media of choice .com for whichever social platform you want to find me on. Um, and uh, that's that's us. That's so the podcast. So to clarify, I can go to like instagram.pinnaclelarder.com uh, to get your Maybe Instagram. not Instagram yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was my social media of choice. So... Ah, I will get on that then. Um <laughs> Speaking of getting on, if you want to get in contact with the podcast here uh, or send us keyword suggestions for our keyword challenge or, uh, in fact, send us um, question uh, questions that you've written for us to talk over on the podcast, you can send them to quadriviapod at gmail.com and uh, you can find our socials at quadriviapod on Twitter and Facebook and this very podcast and to vote on the keyword challenge it's quadriviapodcast.com i think that about wraps it up it's been a pleasure uh strangely enough doing this with you all tonight <laughs> thank you uh Corey tipster uh look forward to doing this again as always and hope oh, yeah. that you all have a good night so thanks
I'm sure this will get cut out. I think this will get cut out in post. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just the long pause. Yeah. Oh, Um, no, no. We'll we'll just have Ken extend it. Ken, can you add 30 more (laughs) seconds of silence after that? Why? Why would you do that? (laughs) 